Hello, I'm Robert O'Neill. Last week I missed my appearance in this program. I'd like to issue a brief statement regarding that. The children of this country can learn in such a profound way that integrity is important and selfishness is wrong. God can change us and make us strong at the broken places. I want to embody these lessons for the children of this country. That little boy who came up to me said he wanted to grow up and be president, and he can be just like me. I want the parents of all the children of America to be able to say that to their children. Now, while I was gone last week, a friend of mine gave me a book. I'd like to share a passage from it. Now is the time for turning. The leaves are beginning to turn from green to red to orange. The birds are beginning to turn. They're heading once more towards the south. The animals are beginning to turn, storing their food for the winter. For leaves, birds, animals, turning comes instinctively. But for us, turning doesn't come so easily. It takes an act of will for us to make a turn. It means breaking old habits. It means admitting we've been wrong. This is never easy. It means losing faith. It means starting all over again. It means saying we're sorry. It means recognizing that we have the ability to change. We'll be trapped forever in yesterday's ways. Lord help us to turn from callousness, sensitivity, hostility to love, from pettiness to purpose, from envy to en enlightenment, from carelessness to discipline, from fear to faith. Turn us around, O oh Lord, bring us back towards you. Revive our lives at the beginning. Turn us towards each other. Lord, for an isolation, there is no life. I thank my friend for that. I thank you all for being here tonight, giving me a moment to speak. I ask that God gives me a clean heart, lets me walk by faith and not sight. I ask once again, be able to love my neighbor, all my neighbors, all of you, uh, to be an instrument of God's peace. Let the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart, in the end, the work of my hands be pleasing. That's what I wanted to say to you tonight. Thank you. God bless you. President Bill Clinton, September 11th, 1998. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Late Night Grin. I'll be doing the whole show like this as a tribute to my friend Bob O'Neill. I'll also be taking deep breaths between sentences. What a masterpiece that was. I had nothing to do with that, folks. That's the greatness of Robert O'Neill. It's green time. Bob, you did just have an opening statement, but I'd like you to give it, get a chance to comment on uh, 
I mean, what just happened there, brother? You know, that was just what I was feeling in my heart. And I just wanted to get that out there. I apologize to everybody. And, uh, you know, I apologize that it was awkward when I was looking. It's on the screen behind my actual camera. So I had to look up at it. Just at well, some it bigger, we screen, you know, uh, I, I don't have the best eyes. So I couldn't watch it on my laptop screen. Um, and, you know, just wanted to write down what I said. So I didn't, uh, you know, stumble over anything. And I think it did a good job with that. So you're telling me that it was it was here above the screen what you were reading? I couldn't I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. Shoot the creative director of this thing. Please explain. Um so I made that tweet not that long ago saying that we were gonna give Bob time at the top of the show to address this. And when I made that tweet, we I didn't we didn't have anything planned, and then I realized, well, hell, maybe we should just actually do this. So then what I did is I went on um, Google. Uh, a um, website that Bob's not very familiar with. Um, and I typed in, I'm not kidding, best apologies of all time. <laughs> and I found a web page that listed like the top 10 apologies of all time. And um, I located that speech by Bill Clinton, which Indeed. occurred on September 11th, 1998. Um, that was not the full speech. I considered having Bob read the entire speech. Um, I sent it to him. I, I thought he would say no, and he said yes. So, <laughs> and here we are. I think I said no at first, and I said yes again right away. <laughs> I I thought what was going to happen was because you even confirmed this shoot. I, you know, I was on the outside looking in here, right? I thought he was going to do the Skip Bayless bit about oh, okay because I saw I finally saw the video. Have you seen the video of him saying that stuff? Shoot, yeah. Skip Bayless, he talk, talked about his first date with his now wife, saying that she would always be second to his job. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Oracle, how are you on this wonderful Friday evening, my friend? Um, it seems uh, Shoot wasn't the only one who noticed my hairdo. Um, yeah. yeah. The uh, There's been some great replies in the uh, in the chat. Uh, I liked uh, David's Oracle went to his barber and said, Sin Hook, that made me laugh pretty hard. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, I'm doing well. Good. You got a nice sleep before this show. We're all we did. Refreshed. We did. It's another Friday night. It's another grin. Uh, let's get into rampage, right? We have a lot to talk about. And by that, I mean we have about one topic. Before we do hours. that, can we yes. can we take a minute to appreciate mm -hmm. just how hard I worked on this graphic? <laughs> like, look at yes. the effort I put into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very good. I clearly, I clearly just went into uh, Paint.net and just typed some stuff up real quick. <laughs> At least Bob didn't yawn when you put that on the overlay. <laughs> True. Fair. <laughs> okay, what a time! All right, rampage. It was. I have to say, I thought this show was very was was good. I find it always hard the week after a live edition of Rampage where you kind of realize what it can be when it isn't taped off the Dynamite. But that isn't, you know, a criticism of the actual show itself. But it does make a difference, right? That live feel. Was that missing for you guys tonight? Shoot, where are you? I just didn't think it was as good as the last couple of weeks have been. Fair. Um, and the clearly added crowd noise was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Which I think falls under that umbrella, right? But yeah. like... The hype is different, right? It is what it is. It's not anyone's fault. Bob? 
Four yeah, I mean, I think uh, you nailed it. Like going from the live one, but also I just don't know that it was a stronger show as the past few weeks. Yeah. Like I, I didn't dislike anything about it. There just right. weren't the highs that we've had recently. But there is some. There's extra factors for you, Bob. Right, like with what's coming up tomorrow and certain people that are paying you again. Like it's true. Yeah. Good point. Oracle, you actually was refreshed for Rampage, but did it did it affect your hype some to be back to the taped domain or not? Um, <clears throat> I did think the hour dragged a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it felt it felt longer than an hour, which hasn't been the case um, mm-hmm. lately. I mean, it was it really wasn't a bad show. It just you know, no. it, felt, it felt it felt a little bit longer than it usually right. does. It just was. It was a big kind of. It felt a distance way tonally from what we had last week in terms of energy. Like I actually thought the show itself, kind of piece for piece, was fine. Pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's get this get started. Okay, John Moxley, Anthony Bones. I think people that have been paying attention aren't surprised by this, right? Like, Bones has been quietly, I want to say, quietly is pretty much he's been impressive for some time now. And he was damn good here. It was fun seeing him experiment with, like, what kind of offense he should do when Mox give him room to fill because Mox isn't Darby Allen, right? Like, he's a bigger guy in terms of frame. And watching Bones kind of play around with that was fun. Um, He's he's good, man. Like there's there's a real upside with him. We've talked about him a million times. Mox is definitely in in a place where he is motivated to make the most of every single match. Mm-hmm. That's apparent already, right? And I, I thought this was <coughs> damn good. They probably they give it more time even than I expected, and I thought we would give him a lot, give him a hell of a lot. I think it's big thumbs up, Bobby. What say you? Yeah, I liked it. I think it was my favorite match of the night. Uh, you know, Mox gave him a lot. I like Bones quite a bit. Um, and yeah, they got more time than I thought they would. Um, just, uh, yeah, no real complaints. Really enjoyed it, though. Okay. Oracle, who was you on this one? Yeah, I think this is kind of another example uh, of that. I think we're going to see the acclaimed, you know, a lot more on TV. They're obviously fans of them. Um which is fine. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not in love with the rap gimmick or whatever. Just cause I, as I mostly because I've, I've I've seen it so much over the years. Um, but I mean, in terms of workers, especially Bowens, he's he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've enjoyed pretty much every singles match I've seen of his. Uh, you know, the ones that he's gotten uh, with the with some bigger opponents and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this was this was really good. Um, you know, Mox gave him a lot, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a good match. Um, I if, if one thing I guess I could be somewhat critical is that I maybe Mox gave him too much. Yeah, but I don't even say that as like a as as like a um you know shot at 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 uh, Bowens or anything. It's just sometimes I feel like. It's it's kind of a hierarchy thing, yeah. Um, particularly with 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 Mox just not coming back, but you can make the argument he's rusty still or whatever. So right. I, mean, I think this. I mean, ultimately the match was good, and 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 uh, I'm not. I couldn't tell how 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 hot the crowd was, but I, I'm assuming they were into it. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, right? It's difficult. Yeah. I um, yeah. the thing with Bones is. He's definitely most comfortable in ring when they go into like the 
back and forth stuff, right? I think mm. that the big challenge for him is kind of finding a, a groove when he's in control. I thought he was pretty good here, but I think I say he can get better at. Um, but yeah, I, I like the match a lot. Shoot, what did you think? It was a good match. Um, I mean, it's kind of parroting what everyone else said, but yeah, I, Bowen, I'm really high on Bowens. Um, he had a pretty good reputation before he came into AEW, but I hadn't really seen him. Um, he's been impressive since day one. Every time he gets a singles opportunity, he shines. Um, my favorite part of this match was, uh, I think it was Excalibur talking about how much faster Moxley looked when he looked the exact same unathletic slow self. And that's not even a shot at him. I love him, but no, I mean, that's that's who John Moxley is. Don't do that look. I think he looks a little quicker. He's like suplexes have some snap, which wasn't that's always fair. But I, I was talking, he was talking more about like his foot speed. I'll be honest, shoot, you're a really good friend of mine. I feel like if I'd have led with that, not only would you have branded me a great big fucking hater, I think the chat would have actually thrown me off the show. That's fine. I'm going to find you. Okay, folks, okay. Oracle, Bob, shoot, all can find uh, this month. Carry on, shoot. No, I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore. Okay. <laughs> Ironic coming from me, the man that killed the platform within a two week, two weeks of its premiere. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, well, the American Dragon, um, yeah, I can't believe that either, Reese. The American Dragon was watching on. He did a grin down the camera lens. Um, we're going to get this match, folks. Does Danielson wrestle before the pay-per-view? Shoot. <laughs> Bob? <laughs> No, probably not. Like, I don't know who he'd wrestle between now and then. There's no reason for it, really. Oracle, do we get any Brian matches on TV until the until the pipe? Or slow uh, burn this thing? I could, I, I could see. I think he's probably still going to heal it up some, so I could see him torturing some some poor soul Fair. before then. Maybe, maybe Pillman. God, I hope so. Well, <laughs> his only other friend in the promotion other than King. Okay. Nyla Rose, Ruby Soho promo. Didn't mention this on Wednesday because I was too distracted by the Dan House and, and the Adam Cole Bay Bay. Um, we talked about it, right? About them messing around with their formula and changing up the plays. The Nyla one, where she interrupted the thing, the same they've been doing recently. There's another one on this show. I think it's nice to give these matches a little bit of juice. The result of this one is sure interesting. It feels like Ruby needs to win, right? She, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, she hasn't like had a big win, really. So, like, she does have to win at some point. Interesting. Shoot your thoughts, Oracle. Uh, I feel like who won the first match, Ruby? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. bold booking in that sense, right? I I feel like they're gonna do like a trilogy, so I think Nyla's gonna win this. Fair. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. She was not froze. He's protesting after I find him 50% of his pay. You get what you get, I suppose. Um, Andrade, this should, this should bring him back. Uh, they did their take on a like WWE SmackDown backstage segment, and Andrade was fucking hilarious in this, <laughs> in this segment in every way. His mannerisms are so ridiculous. And they appear fully committed to the idea that he's lost his mind, which fair. Um, and this is what I'm talking about, man. You could do stuff different ways. It doesn't have to be 
Derby doing an interview and then Andrade walks into the scene. You could just play around with the visuals a little bit. Oracle, how did this go for you? This was great. Uh, the funniest part was when he just said, no, no, just walk in. That was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, this was, this was, uh, this was a fun segment. Um, I, I, where the hell was Sting? Um, he was at home. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I was kind of wondering where he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was this was a good segment. Um, I'm assuming we're getting Andrade and Darby at the at the at the pay per view. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's this was this was the first segment. Like I like I liked the segment where Andrade became a member of HFO, or whatever, and <laughs> all that stuff. But this is like the first segment that I really, really, really liked a lot. Absolutely. Shoot, why are you so crazy? Mr. Shu, why are you so crazy? Can I speak now? Are you going to let me contribute? Um, well, it depends what you have to say. If you're going to bury one of the guys and say they're slow and ugly and out of shape, then I, you know. Hey, know I'm slow, that. ugly, and out of shape. You guys never make fun of me. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> I think that means you can speak, Shu. I don't know. Okay. Andrade should talk on every show. He's the best promo in the company. Next. <laughs> Bob, what about you? Yeah, no, I did like how they changed it up a little bit, and I think these are pretty entertaining. I'm excited for uh, when we finally get the Andrade and Sting interaction, um, see what that looks like. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Someone in our Discord, I'm going to really make sure this show goes off the rails. Someone suggested that Andrade confront Dan House and think that he's Darby Allen, and I was like, that may make it worth it. <laughs> The idea, the idea of Andrade doing a whole conversation under those, under that shit is tremendous. So there you go. How'd you feel that about that <laughs> Look at Shu's face. <laughs> that was awful of me. I'm sorry, man. Can we talk? Okay, Shu, I've got it. I've got it. This is how we're going to bring this together, okay? Can we talk about that piece of shit, Jack Crosby? He's oh, yeah, nuts. man. Thank they... Trying to ruin Hook for us? What happened? He's just doing a victory lap for Danhausen. And like, oh, no. We've told him. We said, Jack, you know, you can enjoy this stuff in your own privacy, but <laughs> don't put it on my front porch. And he keeps sending us messages about it, man. He's fucking... He's a piece of shit is what he is. Yeah. You know what? Next time next time he's on the show, we're putting the Danhausen mask on his face. Putting it on his back, we're gonna attack him. No, kind of like, kind of like, you know, kind of like you get like the fiend, yeah, the overlay. Yeah, <laughs> I've got this visual of us just kicking the shit. <laughs> get him, leaving the mask on him and walking off, and it just zooms in on him with the mask on, laying on the ground. What an angle that would out be! Of him. Yeah. We do a horseman attack. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, dusty, the driving behind him. That's great shit. At one point, I was fully intending to not say another word till we finished the Rampage review. Yeah. But I figure I, I got as much out of the bit as I needed to. Do you want to make an apology, a full apology? I don't. No. I stand by my statement. Jason's Jason's idea is the best. Where is it? 
Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you, so, to be clear, you're not making an apology. I want to make because this is. I don't no, really I'm not going to apologize. Pay. I love John Moxley. I don't have anything to apologize for. We've lost 155 patrons, and I want to make as far as we've gotten with you going on your <laughs> racist I'm, I'm rant about Roger Strong. <laughs> It's funny. Can I say something real quick? Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. We do our best behind the scenes to put the show together. And I've, it's so nice to be the one to not have the heat. Since I always say some things. That make give it time, brother. Eyes <laughs> pop out of their head, <laughs> and now finally, we've got Hulk Hogan and Kevin after 1998 right here, <laughs> right in front of us. Political, political strife in the, on the grand. She really just said, "You're racist, Roderick Strong." <laughs> the fuck, man! I don't know. It doesn't make. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I can't. I can't. Not that. That's fair. This is uh, uh, Joe's. Joe's NWO black and white. Oh, don't say black and white. What he just said. Good lord, man. <laughs> Confirmed right. street is is the the uh, wolf pack. Tremendous. Okay, let's move forward here. I just buried Joe live on. It's fine. I'm used to. <laughs> Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus FTR. I missed some of this because fight was being dumb, but what I saw, I liked very, very much. Um, I think FTR are quite good. I continue to conclude as I watch these these shows. Brock Anderson does this thing where, like, he kind of wrestles like you're controlling Arn Anderson on a video game. Like, he does all of Arn's moves, but in the middle, he looks a little bit confused and he's trying <laughs> to figure out the controls. <laughs> and, like... I actually thought he looked good here, the best he's ever looked. But do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like he has these really awkward transitions because he's so new. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think Lee Johnson's like a genuine prospect. Match was damn good from what I saw. FTR, I mean, this is their like, this is maybe their best fit of all, right? When they get a chance to just kind of show off and, and lead some guys for a match. Like they're the best at this. Bobby, are FTR back? Yeah, FTR back. Um, I mean, you knew that this was going to be. Uh, at least, you know, not bad. And I think it was actually pretty good. You know, FTR wasn't going to let this be a bad match. Um, liked what I saw to Brock Anderson. Um, just, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it just, uh, it was good. I liked it. I thought, like, in the moment, I'm like, this is a little too long. But then I kind of yeah. look back and I'm like, eh, it was fine. You look back? Yeah, I look back, like, two, <laughs> minutes after, two minutes after I thought it was too long. I'm like, oh, I guess oh. it wasn't that long during the jade cargill julia hart match you began to think about the men's matches again yeah seems problematic shoot your thoughts on this tag match i thought it was too long but it was good um ftr should have kicked the shit out of them but lee johnson fucking rules um he should be the aw elevation champion as i outlined on tuesday's show for the 14 of you that watched that with me and bob um brock anderson looked better than usual here which he should i guess as he continues to get more experience um but i much would have preferred just ftr beating them in about three minutes because it would have popped me huge but i get it i'm not 
I understand right. it. Oracle, what do you think? <clears throat> Match was good. This is this is the part of the show where it felt a little long. So yeah, it might have been you know a couple minutes too long. Um, Lee Johnson looked great. Um, their description of Brock Anderson popped me huge. Um, it is the best I've seen him. I've only seen him in like three matches, but this is the best I've seen him for sure. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was a good match. FTR, of course, you know, excellent. Uh, <clears throat> I laugh at like Arn and Tolly, where like Tolly backed up and Arn has like that gut now. So like yeah. when he backed up, like Arn's guts like six inches out from him. <laughs> so like his face was still like twelve inches away. Yeah, and then he like punched him until he took like a great old man bump. It was very funny. Would you say that Arn is not quicker than he's ever been, Oracle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Jade Cargill and Julia Hart. Um, there are so many things about this current Julia Hart presentation that pop me, and I'm not fully sure how sincere that is. Her picture being her same one, just with an eye patch, big pop. Her seeing, seemingly being slightly unsure as to whether she's like fully affected by this or not really <laughs> pops me also because she's still kind of seen to be full babyface cheerleader and pass the entrances, but then we change on one during it. They did a match. She got a couple hope spots. They didn't look too great, unfortunately. Uh, but Jade looked pretty good, I thought, and was, you know, that confidence we talked about was here. It was short. It was inoffensive. And it continued the ongoing arc of Julia, which you get what you get, I suppose. Shoot your thoughts. I like Jade. My opinion of her is growing with every week. She popped me here. She beat the shit out of her. Was, I enjoyed it. What do you think the end game is for the Julia? Is she actually the House of Black stuff? Is that gone? No, I still think she's going to be in the House of Black. I don't really know how that makes any sense anymore, but I'm just going to continue to believe it because it's more fun yeah. that way. Wait, we're going to continue to believe that someone's going to be in the House of Black, even yeah. though evidence suggests they're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Bobby, your thoughts? Or are you too busy thinking about Dex Harwood during this one? No, it was good. Um, you know, I like Jade. I she's getting a lot better uh, every week, and it's uh, it's cool to see. I, uh, we really wanted her to put it all together and just uh, get there, and she has been. Like you know, credit to her. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Oracle, your faults. Uh, Jade looked good here. Um, you know, it was about the length I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, the thing I was most satisfied with coming out of this is that Jade looked good again. So, I'm a big fan of her becoming. Like, I mean, her character's always been that she's cocky and and you know, like she's kind of like Bob, right on here. Right, exactly. Um, but now she actually like exudes that confidence and cockiness, whereas before it felt like kind of she was playing that role like Bob does. Um. <laughs> I really, I also really like that she's taking that green thing and turn it into green like money. Pops me huge. Probably not. I'm sure some people would argue that's not a good idea to do, but I love it. That's like my favorite catchphrase she has now. Imagine Bob doing a full grin as like an arrogant 80s heel. 
He like, oh, what does, would that look like? And he slicks his hair back some way. Should <clears> do it. That's what we're gonna do at uh, 400 subscribers. <laughs> we lost 300 yesterday, so Bob. Bob is like a modern day Eric Embry or Tony oh, Blanchard or John Tatum. I'd like to see him do Tully's like strike. Remember because Tully had kind of his own slant on the strike, right? Which people don't give him enough credit for. Bob, you should research that. Um, okay. DM Dax. Bob, uh, cut a heel promo on Oracle right now. <laughs> I can't just do that. No, you He's can do it. He's got no, feel. give me some time. I will do it. Okay. Coward. All right. Um, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage did the face-off thing, but first they they showed us the graphic what was on next week's shoot, which I definitely didn't get mad about. Yeah. Thinking they'd forgotten to do that. So they do this match, okay? And I know that these podcast things, people generally act like they know what was going on at all times. This jump start was so well executed that for about five seconds, I was convinced Private Party were about to become the AEW World Tag Team Champions, <laughs> even though every logical piece of my brain knew that wasn't and couldn't be the case. That's good shit. Jump start, they decided they were going to throw the Dress Express kind of, you know, a playbook out the, out the window. Instead, they got some heat on Luchasaurus. Look, I said this last week, I'm sticking to it, or a couple, whenever they did the match last time. Are these matches my favorite form of tag match? No. Are they matches that I'm sure make Oracle very frustrated? Yes. I think these are a better fit for Jurassic Express than the super structured match. I don't think that does anyone any favors. It just exposes how clearly Jungle Boy is the workhorse, you know? I mean, you just let him do these 10-minute spot fests, man. I, I think this was fun. I really, I really honestly, I enjoyed it. And I think Private Party, as bumping heels, have honestly... Say it often. They've they've come a long, long way, and they're ready to go. I think so. I liked it. It was fun. Shoot. What do you think? I fucking loved it. I thought it was yeah. great. Um, Private Party are awesome. That the the start of the match ruled. Jungle Boy is getting close to being my favorite wrestler in the company. Yeah. Um, he comes off like such a massive star with his entrance and just his everything about him. Honestly, I think he's. I've got him number one of the four pillars now. Um, I don't know that anyone else would agree with me on that, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I love this match. Private Party are very good. It was nice to see them do something that felt like it mattered for the first time in a while. Mm. Um, and then we got the awesome post-match that we'll come back to because Bob and I have to talk about that. The TV exposure thing pops me so much. Like My brother's watching the show, and he goes, oh, man, this is cool, this new entrance of Private Party. And I was like... You know, yeah, it for about two years. <laughs> it legitimately felt I'd never seen it. Bought me huge. Bobby, we'll say you. Yeah, it was good. I liked how they started it quite a bit as well. Um, you know, I like Jungle Boy quite a bit. I think he's uh, just really getting even better. And I was high on him last year, but he's yeah. the future is very bright for him. Um, yeah, really good match. Really uh, close the show out strong, I think. And uh, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Oracle, your thoughts on this main event that I would say was not designed for your grin. Your <laughs> thoughts? Uh, it was fine. I was, you know, making sure my lasagna was getting put in the oven. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, setting my laptop up. It really wasn't bad from what I saw. No. I really didn't hate what I saw. 
Except for the part where Luchasaurus crawled with guys dragging his feet. It was very bad. Yeah, that was dumb. And I laughed. It sucked. But that, that was on the only spot that I thought was like legitimately bad. Otherwise, it, the match was fine. I did not have any problem with it, for real. Do you agree with my kind of... It feels like I'm conceding a little bit, but I do think this is what the best players with them as champs. Like, they just do these, you know, cool it's probably true. Um, I would prefer that Jungle Boy would be the one getting beat up. Yeah. So I understand the psychology of what they were trying to do in the match. Right. It's just, Luchasaurus is not doesn't excel at you know the things that are good in wrestling like selling for example, um, but <clears throat> you know I, I I don't disagree that that should probably be the format they work um, because typically those are the matches that of theirs that get the most praise I think. The perfect example is they had a match on Rampage with the Lucha Bros in I think August or September, and they had this like eight minute. 10 minutes sprint and they did every move they did like eight Canadian destroyers and I get why people rolled their eyes at it but it was definitely better than their title match they give some time and tried to kind of ground you know like here's what it is man everyone has different strengths um after the match the gun club his shoot's face the gun club came out and kicked the shit out of the tag champs and stood tall because for some reason even with the greatest roster in modern wrestling um, there is a complete lack of quality control, and so sometimes they close the show with the fucking gun club. But, you know, everyone knows my take on that. You get what you get, I suppose. Shoot, victory lap, go ahead. What happened? I won. Oh, my God! You've got to be you kidding me! me! Holy yes. Christ! That's freaking unbelievable, Vito! I don't believe it! Kurt Angle's coming to TNA! So that was me and Bob, and during this entire segment, just all-time grin. We're getting an ass boys title match. They got to hold the belts up, and then there was Joe. I'm done. When his lips pop, man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how much physical pain you'd have to be in to do that shit for real? Did did, did, did y'all see his breaking news style thing about Aaron Rodgers? No. He posted on his social media. Okay, anyways, back to the show. He had a fabulous day. God bless him. It's very funny if you haven't seen it. Greatest of all time. Um, Look, in all seriousness, I think this is silly, but you know, you get what you get. Oracle, did you pump your fist or did you grimace? Where was you at on this uh, gun I club? I pumped my fist. I pumped oh, my fist bless. mostly because of. I mean, I, I I do like the gun club, but not maybe not quite as much as as, as shooting Bob. But I do enjoy them, and I also knew that this would like make you grimace and it popped me. So. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? What happened? What, at what point did this show and every show I do become, let's just see Joe not enjoy professional wrestling and, and, and laugh about it? You know? 
I expect this from the confirmed shoot, and even Bobby, but now Oracle's on it too. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. You brought it on yourself earlier by attacking me for no reason. Well, you were spiteful, though. You were spiteful. You said he looked slower than ever. It was awful. What That's said. not what I said at all, you <laughs> piece of shit. You said he looked slower than ever and he was washed. <clears throat> you said you don't want to see him on TV anymore. <laughs> you said all of these things, man. It was awful. I hope Dean Ambrose is in the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. Amazing. God, that would be, that'd be brutal. <laughs> that would suck, man. Yeah, it'd be brutal. I'll just quit watching wrestling for good. Yeah. What um, if Cody's in the Rumble? That would be funny. Yeah, I no. think we'd all be happy with that. No, it's not going to happen, but contrarian mm. Alex's tweets were popping me all day today. I'll be totally honest. I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't say it's more than a 5% chance, but it's like it's more feasible than a lot of stuff people predict to happen, you know? If he... Cody's not leaving, but if he was going to leave, that is 100% the match that he would like to sign off on. That's his guy. Sammy's his what dude. about what about when he definitely works a big GCW angle for Mania weekend? What about? I that? think that's kind of money, to be honest. I what? would be big on him being a free agent and kind of. I mean, it would be him trying to redo the CM Punk 2011 like fantasy book, and you know, and everyone says he should have actually gone around the world. And obviously, it won't be. Uh, it won't Joe, be do you think Cody and GCW would be punk rock? I'm not gonna listen. I, you know, all I want to yeah, say get it. is, I get it. All I want, <clears throat> all I want to say about Joe. Yo, what are your thoughts on the Sex Pistols? Please, enough. I want to say this because it's important to me. You don't want to answer that question? No, I don't. Bob, what about the Clash? Bob, this coast. Can you co-sign this for me? <laughs> I think it is very spiteful that Dave Meltzer's response to Jeff Jarrett subtly burying him for six months was giving him a quarter star for the match of Effie. That was unfair. I think that fucking rolls. And criminal, <laughs> but I greatly respect it. Yes, absolutely. That's where I'm at. <laughs> the, the idea of Dave, like, seeing Jeff come back and rubbing his hands like, oh, you're fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually watching that show. You're doomed. That's true. That's right out of our playbook. <laughs> it is. Bob Which... actually had dinner with Cody tonight. I'm impressed that he, he did not mention that um, as Cody's in the Rumble tomorrow night. <clears throat> true. Oh, just 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 to let uh, let everybody know, if you can stick around at the end of the show, we've 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 got some breaking news. So we have, we do. I don't know anything about it. Oh no. <laughs> okay, well, you get what you get. That at was the, rampage. At, I thought it was the, at the end of the show. <clears throat> Anyways, in about three and a half hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> that right. was rampage. That might be the shortest Rampage review we've ever done. It's dead. It's over. We know that shit. It's fine. Should we be honest with our audience now about what we've heard is happening with AW? I'm not. I'm not touching that. Just enjoy these last couple of shows, guys, right? Because I think it's been a hell of a run. Shoot and I are already adjusting and getting alternative plans ready. Um, you may have seen Shoot's tweets about Impact this week. It'll be okay. We promise it'll be okay. Shoot, please... Just reaffirm that. It'll be okay, right? Oh, that just as a... Um, if you didn't see my tweets about Impact that this week, that means that you are not a paid subscriber to my Twitter account, so you're not seeing the premium oh. content. Um, 
Yeah. I appreciate the plug there, Joe. It's fun, um, mate. It's fun. I didn't have an end to that, so that just kind of faded off. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think there's an impact podcast coming, which makes me just, just so proud of what we've built here, guys. Okay. Did we like the rampage? I like the rampage. Do you guys like the rampage? Yeah, it's solid seven. It was fine. Yeah, it was a good show. Good. Now, some of you will know here in the chat, most of you, I assume, that we have been doing this long, arduous task of going through the AEW roster. It was an idea that popped me immensely. It was from the Oracle of Wrestling. However, through two weeks, he has concluded during the middle of that that he actually thinks it's bad. Uh, I have concluded that perhaps we should not do this any longer. I'm open to ideas. We do have alternative topics, and then of course we'll do our usual uh, filth. Well, let's 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 play around with the uh, with the alternative topics. Okay. Um, ha, ha, okay. How about this? Go to the list that you were at. Find the biggest names we want to talk about. Um, okay. And then after that, we're gonna go. We're gonna have Bob run through the GCW roster and, and lay out what he thinks they're gonna do for the rest of this year. I don't know about that one. That would be a sight. Okay. Where was we at, guys? No idea. I don't really remember last week's show. I was here, I guess. <laughs> I think the last two hours was just me and Joe. Factual. I think we got to M. I don't fucking know. No. We did John Moxley, and I think we stopped there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we did the we did the, the the tag champs. Kenny Omega, did we talk about him? <laughs> He's good. maybe. I like Kenny Omega. He's going to add him number gold. two in the Fleet Fifty. <clears throat> so I heard there were reports that he might be longer than the uh, than previously thought. Oh really? I didn't know. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I always thought February was pretty. Optimistic, based on the based on the description of his injuries, that sounded. Oh, you meant quick. out longer. Mm-hmm. Out longer. Uh huh. Okay. I got really uh, worried about where this show was headed there for a minute. Right. Um, <laughs> Bob got it. <laughs> the young bucks. How does one utilize the young bucks as we know without the tag titles? I don't think they've quite figured it out yet. Um. Where are we where are we at on their usage here as we as we look ahead rest of twenty twenty two? Shoot. Look, oh I'm sorry, go ahead. Shoot. That's fine. I think they'll be featured regularly on television. Fair. Oracle. <laughs> uh looks like they're gonna have that tag match, right? At uh at the revolution. Are they still gonna do that? Seems like it. I think so, yeah. Uh with uh with, with Red Dragon. Uh <clears throat> If uh, if old Jeff Hardy shows up, I think uh, I think we you know we'll get a Hardy's a Young Bucks by the end of the year. You know, can we talk about this this situation a bit? Because Shoot and I talked about it off the air, like what you do with this whole Cole Bucks Red Dragon kind of thing, and like, I'm really I'm becoming more and more kind of leaning in the direction of. I feel like Red Dragon should just be on their own as a tag. There's something they become inherently like lackeys, you know. I think this just ties back into the fact that you hate Adam Cole. Yes, it does. 
we should yeah. be transparent about it. I just think it's kind of. I kind of think Cole is a better act with the Bucks, and I don't want to turn the Bucks baby face. That part's fair. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, that's the problem is everyone says, well, you do Kenny and the Bucks. It's like, but then you have to turn the Bucks baby. And it's like their whole shtick is so outrageously a heel. You know? See, that's that's where the Bucks become really grating for me. Like, obviously, I bury the Bucks all the time, whatever. But no, seriously, they're terrible baby faces. Don't ever make them baby face. Right. Like, I think they're like the, really, really, really bad baby faces. But then what's the – how do you get out of the angle if you don't, like – I know. I don't know. Because to me, it's like American says, Cole's going outside with the Bucks instead of Red Dragon. I think that's fair. But then, like, what does that look like? You know, like they're in Red Dragon of baby faces, and then does Kenny come back and just slot alongside them? I mean, you know, Cole and uh, the Bucks. It's just it's – just, it's – it's a dynamic that I find a little bit... I don't, it doesn't mean it's bad. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm just kind of intrigued by the whole thing. Um, Bobby, any thoughts? No, I mean, because I do kind of agree with you. Like, I'd rather just see Red Dragon on their own. Um, but it's just like, you know, assuming Cole becomes champion next, then do the Bucks just stick with him or just break it off altogether and just have Cole be entirely on his own? Okay. There was something in there that you did as direct shot at me, but I'll leave it. Um, shoot your thoughts. I thought I already gave. Did you? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's really an issue if you turn the the Bucks baby faces. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I. I mean, I mean, they're over. I mean, obviously, yeah, the crowd loves them. Yeah, I mean, so. I get the argument, and I don't even necessarily disagree with it. But I don't think it's a big deal if they. Um. But I do think there's a pretty good chance it will be Cole and the Bucks. And part of me wonders about going back to Kenny and Hangman. Yeah. As a one off. <clears throat> yeah. And there's a guess that you could use for a big trios match, too. Abushi, right? That's true. Abushi, yeah. Hangman, and Kenny versus Cole and the Young Bucks. Big one. Jesus, yeah, that would be yeah. it's a big match. <laughs> I think, and I think Red Dragon's kind of fun as baby faces too, because they're just you know they're just ass kickers, right? A sank to that. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. But yeah, I mean, if Cole's feuding with Hangman, and then Sorry, Kenny yeah. returns, you could you could find yourself in a position where they're Kenny and Hangman. There you go. Can I don't think they need to become best friends again. Yeah. I think that would be a mistake. But they could certainly do a one off. So like, you know, we're in this small business together now, guys. Do we have a contingency plan for when Adam Cole becomes the AEW world champ? Do we just do like two night grins? You you guys go one and Oracle and I go the other? What do we do? How do we do that? I think Bob and I just take over and get all the money. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Can we talk about you and I um within reason they're parts that we're gonna have to edit out? You and I casting a movie of the late night grin, shoot. Oh, God, I vaguely remember this. Okay, yeah. I only really remember who I picked Bob to be. Um, the rest of it you can you can recap. We was I said that there is a there is a there is an outcome to this channel that could be so bad that I never show my face again publicly. And shoot said that he would, in response to that, 
just close the whole thing down and run <laughs> with, with the money. And I said that would be one hell of a motion picture, which is an incredible lie because it's four dudes sitting behind their laptop screens doing podcast. But nonetheless, so then we got to the topic, of course, of who would play who. And I've forgotten. I know that Oracle famously, am I right, Oracle, in saying that you compared yourself to Adam Driver, like, voluntarily? Wasn't this a bit that your, that your brother tweeted at some point? Is Oracle... Hello? Are you good? Yes. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? All right, I was, I was looking at my phone. That's you, fine. Have to, you have to start over. That's just fine. I'll find you. Um, uh, am I right in saying your brother tweeted that you compared yourself to Adam Driver? Yes, I did. Okay, so I said Adam Drivers can play Oracle. Okay, this is in the late night grim motion picture. What's the dude's name, shoot, that you said for yourself? I said James Corden for myself because I just wanted to get that out of the way and own myself rather than yeah. letting him do it. I don't even remember who I said for me anymore. Dude out of the office. US of. Oh, the, yeah, uh, the guy, Kevin from the office. But my original one was, uh, was the uh, <laughs> ham from the Sandlot. But then I looked at what he looks like as an adult, and he doesn't look anything like me anymore. But I, we definitely looked similar as kids. Um, yeah, then, I guess I did. I did pick Kevin from The Office. And then I asked you about Bob. Do you remember what you said for Bob? Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the idea of like... The idea of an actor just approaching like the role of Bob is so incredible to me, you know, like <laughs> just just really embracing all the weird elements. That would be incredible. Okay. Anyway, what was he doing? Yeah, the Bucks. Um, okay, I'm going to move forward here. Miro, what does his year look like, folks? I mean, he since losing the TNT title, obviously, he clearly had an injury of sorts. He battled through it in order to enter the tournament, uh, you know, when Mox was out. He's one of the promotion's top heels, but because of circumstance, he's been a little bit out of the picture. How do they book him when he comes back as the dominant destroyer that he is without going too far and kind of having to put the title on him? What do they do with Miro, Bob? I mean, immediately my thought was, like, he just comes back and gets the TNT title back, but, like, does that really help him? You know, that's the thing. Like, or would he be better off just kind of working one of those, like, guys close to the top of the card? You know, do a feud with Mox, do a feud with, you know, a guy like that, do a feud with Punk even, and, uh, you know, get over that way instead of coming back and getting the title. Okay. Shoot. What, is, this, is this factual, what Damon Grin says? It popped me huge, so... I would recommend everyone go look at Cody's Instagram. Any thoughts? The third shoot? Pi- picture on his second most recent post. Any thoughts on on Miro? What they should, how they how they kind of balance him when he comes back? CJ Lana Perry. Yeah, that's an that, interesting. That expert. fixes everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that'll get him. That'll get him in my fleet fifty next year. Oh um. man. Did you get any <laughs> abusive messages about that? No, because I have my DMs turned off. So if you don't, if I don't follow you, you can't DM me. So fair. Oracle, anything on uh, Miro in twenty twenty two? This is the best show we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, fair.
So he's bothering. He's he's he what uh, a hamstring injury. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um. I want to say they're missing him, but I think I'm just missing him because I'm such a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um. Though I think he would help the show a lot. Uh. He's really really good. I I hope they have something good for him when he when when he comes back. Um. Fair. M. Jeff, does he win the AEW title this year? No. Mm-mm. Oh. Does he work a main event on pay per view for the title this year? No. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not till full gear. I don't think though. My God. Oracle. Yeah, I could see him. I, I can. I can see Bob's point there. I think. I think he might may have been full gear. Okay, where are we at on him at this point? If we <laughs> do, we still we still change our mind weekly on MJ. Yeah, I change my mind every week on him. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a segment this week. When I rewatched the show, I enjoyed it even more. If it was a tremendous piece of business, Orange Cassidy is the big expect of him in twenty twenty two. Just being given the opportunity to have some good feuds rather than. Stuff he he seems to always get like dragged in really long ordeals, you know. The best friend stuff kind of hurts him in that regard because much I love the act, it allows them to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I chat amazing. <laughs> I um, <laughs> as, much as... <laughs> as much as I love the best friends act, it kind of hurts him in that they feel the need to like they do Man, every just... my <laughs> father amazing. just buried himself. Anyways, <laughs> it, it kind of allows them to do every combination and it makes the feuds go on for a really long time. And that's the biggest thing with Orange. I'm I'm not tired of him personally. I know some people are. I still love watching the guys. So anything on Orange, folks? No, I mean, he can just kind of do what he's been doing and be fine with it. Like maybe, yeah, some better feuds, but I don't have, I enjoy watching him every week how he is and like they yeah. can just keep going with that and I'd be fine with it. He's one of the hardest people in the company to predict what they're going to do with. Tony clearly loves him, so he's always going to be in a spot of somewhat importance. I agree with you. I'm not remotely sick of him. I think he's great. Um, I think he'll just continue to be heavily featured. I don't think he's like a champion or anything like that. But He's a genuine case that doesn't need it, right? Would, right. would limit his act more than anything. Um, Santana and Ortiz, I have one question. Do they both work for AEW at the end of the year? I think so, yes. I'll be the one to say it. Bobby? Yeah. I I mean, I I hope they do. Like, I hope they get it figured out with those guys. I really do. I I just ask questions. You guys know that, right? Mm. Hopefully they're the tag team champions and they've not lost the match all year. Yeah. Pack. What about Pack? What do we think for Pac? Continues as the shades of grey man that you use for big time feuds when necessary. Well, okay, shoot. I see you agreeing with that. Can you, can you also agree with this one? Because I think we're the only two people in the world that feel this way. Will that also continue to somewhat limit your enjoyment of him as good as he is? Because it does for me. <laughs> it doesn't bother me that much. But like it's, it always makes me kind of... There's like a cap to it for me, you know? I get that. Yeah, I... Yeah. I can see what you're saying, but yeah, I, I'm actually starting. I think uh, 
as much as I, it goes against like my normal way of looking at wrestling. I think I've really enjoyed the stuff he's doing lately with Malachi, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't normally, I think he's, I think he's killing these little vignette promos he's doing. Um, I get that it's lore nonsense, but I've enjoyed it so far. That's fair. And yeah, I don't think just to clarify this, I don't think any of us think they're going to, they would go to the fed. I talk about Santana and Ortiz. I think there's just a chance that they may not be a team anymore. <laughs> yeah. We'll let it play out. Um, the Lucha Bros. Do we see more of them as singles wrestlers in 2022? Hmm. I mean, I think for a while, just because one of them's injured, but like in general, once they're back together, probably not. God, he just fucking owned you, Joe. He was like, yeah, of course, man. Fucking. Phoenix is hurt. Of course, Penta's going to do singles matches, you dumb piece of shit. But Penta's team with Pac next week. That's what Bob said, man. Don't don't come at me. Was that a passive-aggressive way for, for Shoot to call Joe a dumb piece of shit? Yes, it was. I don't need a passive-aggressive <laughs> way to do that. That was very spiteful. <laughs> and you've been fined. Um, Bob, please apologize. <laughs> I do apologize, but I do think we'll see more single stuff, at least in the in term. Okay. Don't ever apologize, Bob. Wait a minute. Can we find Joe? What? Huh? Unfortunately, oh, no. Me. We should find me. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm under attack. No, I cannot be fined. I cannot be fined. Even if he I controls cost the us, money, he's been skimming off the top. 300. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> even Thankful. if I cost us. 370 Dang. patrons in a, in a night. Now, see, this is horseshit, man. Oh, God, you've just been owned. Oh, God, Ben has just kicked the <laughs> shit out of you there. I'm going gonna, I'm oh. gonna to ban him from the chat. <laughs> I can put I can put a user in time. I'm not going to do that. I would never do that. But the fact that exists is funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, when there are no patrons, do fines come directly from your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Okay. Um Powerhouse Hobbs. Does he win a title in AEW in twenty twenty two? The FTW title. You think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said it with such confidence. I don't think if if he wins a title, it'll probably be that one. Well, I mean look it. <laughs> I think he has a shot at the TNT title. Without, it goes back to the thing that we've kind of been doing with this concept the entire time. Yeah. But their roster and their ability to heat up so many people whenever they want, just it makes it impossible to, like, they Tony could decide tomorrow that he wants Will Hobbs to be a top guy, and then he just will be, like, and it's not like a thing where they've got to do some huge rehabilitation project first. Like, they can just do it. I think they'd need to re him a little. He's lost a little. T- but... He's lost three TV matches he lost. I would like them to, I'd like them to give him some TV wins, you know? You're the only one who remembers that. Wins and losses don't matter. A very popular wrestler proclaimed that in a promo this week. No comment. Um, Satnam Singh. 
Um, uh, Lever Bates. Uh, Wait, because Sakazaki. Well, I was just doing the big names. What? <laughs> Who was the one before? <laughs> Satnam Singh. Oh, is that the 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 seven foot guy? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yes, he is. Yes. Any faults? <laughs> <laughs> he probably won't be very good. I had to do Yuka Sakazaki just to make sure everyone in the audience knew I was talking. Why has an NXT referee just followed me? Oh no. Oh god. Okay. Anyway. Uh, okay, let's be done with that, right? Bob, do you Fleet. know who Yuka Sakazaki is? Yes. Okay. Former AEW champ, right, Bob? Mm-hmm. Fucking own, Bobby. Uh, I rolled the grenade out in front of you. You trod right on top of it. That's incredible. Right. Bob's just God. refused to tell this. He's just, he's just dead. He said, if I don't sell it, no one will. Fine. I mean, this is a very hostile episode of The Grin, so I am i don't blame yeah. Bob at all. No, sure. I mean, you set the tone for it when you said, and I quote, Fuck off, man. John Moxley is moving at half pace. Please get him back on my television. He's finished. And I was like, well, a little much. Oracle looked, he looked upset about it. I, I was just speaking on his behalf, right, Oracle? I mean, this is rich coming from a guy who just screams at our viewers for no reason. Well, they're pieces of shit. Did you see the way they treated me the other night? Shoot. You get what you get, I suppose. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm with the Oracle of Wrestling, and I've told him to, I warned him. I said, this not fight with the chat, Oracle. And I was saying it Which for I do him, every, not- every Every show I'm on. I was saying it for you, not me, because I thought, well, Oracle's newer to the non-paywall. You know, it's protect my pal. It's like me saying, tuck your chin out there on the finish, you know? <laughs> and I'm in the midst of it. We're going into the finish, and we're, you know, we're having a nice little back and forth. It's probably three and a quarter, maybe, three and a half. And they just started, they started un- unleashing. Lasagna uh, maintenance. Okay, fine. <laughs> Oracle was, you could tell, and she, you watched the, the review show, you could see Oracle was really uncomfortable with the way they were treating me, right? It was it was spiteful. And, um, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to let it get to me, but I had no choice but to lash out on the air. Anyway, the lads are enjoying this bit very much, as you can tell. So, um, yes. Brock Lesnar body slammed Wee Man through a restaurant dinner table in St. Louis tonight. He did. My God. Wow. Bob, you excited for tomorrow night? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's it's so weird, like, going to these big things now because it's like, you know, there's an inherent kind of risk to it, and that part sucks, but, like... That the show's going to be terrible? Is that the risk you're no, talking about? No, not that. The, oh, the okay. pandemic. The novel coronavirus, as it were. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I'm excited. The upscale flu. Do you, yes. do you think Asuka's going to return, Bob? I do. Do you expect her to bring back a pirate gimmick that she used to do? <laughs> anyway. Uh, JJ, clip that last part from Joe with no context and just tweet that out for us. Do, whatever you do, do not do that. Not now. No one do that, guys. <laughs> Please, God, don't do that. I faith JJ won't do that, but there's some. I have many rivals in the chat now that you I have. have that, that Oscar fan in your DMs immediately. Amazing. Bobby, 
What day was it this week, Bobby, where you actually tweeted and it popped me so huge when you thought you were going to get a Brock and Alexa Rumble win duo? Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't it? seem like it's happening, but the God, the thought of Bob in that arena, man, the stadium. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem... Any good final predictions, Bob? Um, Probably Brock and Sasha. You don't think Ronda? No, I don't think she's coming. Really? Mm-hmm. Kind of seems like the scoopsters are telling us that she's going to be there. There's, there's a lot of confidence coming on, hold from on. Okay, okay, hold on. Bob, briefly explain why you don't she think she's going to be there. It just doesn't feel like uh, it's the time. I mean, I know that doesn't matter. Like, I know they, they do whatever. They just throw stuff out. It just feels like it makes more sense after Mania. To be fair, you said this on Monday, too. I just... I don't, I don't get the after because then what, what match does she, does she work like Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash? Sorry, WrestleMania. But fair, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the point, right? They just run a stadium for that too. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like she's winning the Rumble and working WrestleMania, Bobby. I got, I'll be honest, but okay. Um, Bob Fulk Select says, "Fuck your scoops." God bless. Okay, right. I have a big topic. Would you like to get to that now? Depends. It's very hostile. You were right. I'm going to try and ease the tension a little bit. So, Bob, are you ready no. to cut your heel promo yet? No, not yet. Okay. Are you ready to sing yet? No, not yet. That's not going to be live either. What if we played a 30-second countdown then? Could you cut a heel promo? Probably not, but you can play it anyway. <laughs> no. Probably a good idea, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely not. We can't. We, we, we're going to get this thing back on track. It's fine. Oracle's been on shows this week. He knows that I can quickly steady the shit, right? Oracle, it's fine. Sure. So on uh, on our Discord, That was a 55-minute payback spot right there. I deserved it. That's fine. I'm not comfortable until Shoot's right arm removes itself from that position. That means he's ready to hit some form, <laughs> some form of video clip. Oh, wait. Okay. It appears that we're... Can we proceed now? Yeah, move my arm. Are we all, are we all back to equal here? Are we, are we settled yeah. the score, so to speak? We're good. You sure you don't want to make an apology? I'm not apologizing for anything. Bob, what about you? <laughs> no, I have nothing to apologize for. Well, there was one thing, right? Maybe one little thing you should apologize for, maybe? Hmm? 
when you when you may or may not have thought that Yuka Sakazaki was Hikaru Shida and or Riho. I didn't say that. You said that to be fair. Mm, I mean, I'm not on your time. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a detective, Bobby, but I think you're dead to rights on that one, brother. Okay, we'll move forward. It's see now. Now I can't do the. Now I can't do the the beer. Bluetooth mouse, bitch. <laughs> There's no way we're making four hours. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we get to 90, it'll be impressive. How mad are you right now? I mean, I can't really do the bit because Oracle keeps leaving to go and check on his lasagna, so it's fine. <laughs> you know. Didn't he it's talk fine. about cooking that like during Rampage when he was talking about Rampage? Maybe yeah. it's like a full homemade lasagna, so it takes a couple hours. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I'm pretty used to just being picked on now, you know, at this point, you know. Telling stories. So, uh, anything else saying, to say there, pal? I'm pretty used to it, you know. I'm the. I try my best around here, but it's never good enough. No, no family. Family tweets are dead. Are we even a family anymore? You okay, pal? No. Bob, you host the show. Okay. You know what, actually? For the next two hours and 50 minutes, I'm going to be Bob. And Bob, you will take my role. Okay. That doesn't seem like a good idea, but we'll just go with it, see where it goes. Um, yeah, so I guess our big topic tonight, we're going to talk about uh, some wrestling... Can you imagine listening to this show? <laughs> no, it's too, it's too, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. I can't believe people watch this thing. So, Bob, you can't do that yet because Oracle has to, he, we have to wait for Oracle to be back. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just keep filling time here then. Um, the, one of the best ways to fill time is to talk about how you're filling time. It definitely makes it better. It's true. Again. Shoot, who's your favorite uh, USFL coach? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, I think Larry Fedora is the funniest one, so probably him. True. That's true. Is the best one Jeff Fisher? Like we were, I was talking about that with someone. Like he almost has to be right. He went to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, easily. That's funny. Oh, that that last comment in the chat. That's definitely going to happen. Bob set that up when 
with a countdown? No, we'll pick something else. <laughs> the thing is, we don't know when he'll return, right? Yeah, no, it could be. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Some interesting question in the chat for you there, Bob. You might want to take the lead on that. Actually, uh, waiting if we need another booster or what, because my booster's about to run out. It was in, like, October, so... That's a good question. What if what if Oracle dropped the lasagna? It sounded like a threat, even though like, I know there's no way for you to enforce that. It sounded like you intended to. <laughs> like if you <he> just... Uh... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bob, you got anything else? Any other small talk to provide here? Um... No, because my, my one good story from today, I don't think I should share. Um, I told it to you, but I didn't even really tell oh, you. Yeah. I just told you what happened, but yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's probably what's going on. I don't know why it's taking so long. The thing is, Oracle's a performance artist, right? Here he is. We were very concerned about you. Look at How this smoke, steam. I said smoke. We're good. How's the lasagna? It's good. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Feel different, bro. You ain't cutting Oracle off, bro, friend. Eh? <laughs> he said it's good. I'm done. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. Should we proceed with the late night grin? I think we're doing the late night grin. <laughs> but I, I want to give this person's topic some time. Okay. So on our Discord, um, Josh mentioned this topic. He said, the four wrestlers, that if you replace them with a comparable alternative in terms of skill, still wouldn't make up the influence. If you know, if you remove them from the last decade, the most important wrestlers, not the best wrestlers, the ones that had the most impact on the industry itself. The last so 10 again, years? Yeah, so again, if you take someone like... Um, Someone that was just a, just a great wrestler, like a Randy Orton, his perfect example. If you take Randy Orton and you just remove him and you put in someone of a comparable skill, same deal, right? There's no X factors there that make him particularly special or important. So Bob texts me that he'd been thinking about this a lot. So I'll send it to Bob first. I believe Josh, he said four names. So let's try and, let's try and lock down. But first, let's have the conversation. Bobby, you lead us here. So was it just like in ring or is it overall? Because I have a couple guys for both, but I think it's overall like importance, yes. like impact yeah. on. Because it kind of feels like in that regard, like one of the first names that popped up immediately was Cody. Yeah, Cody's definitely one of the names, right? Who's like he's kind of a lock. I mean, him yeah. leaving is like the root of everything's going on now, mm -hmm. um, which is hilarious for a range of reasons. But it does feel like Cody needs to be on their shoot. What do you think? I think Cody needs to be on there. I think I think Punk probably needs to be on there. Um both like his influence at the beginning of the decade and then him leaving <laughs> having mm -hmm. such a massive influence. Um yeah. he's probably the only one from WWE that you could cause you can interchange anyone in that company. I think Brian. Brian yeah, you, Brian. Yeah, Brian's fair. Brian may have completely changed how they book babyfaces forever. 
for for the worse. I was right? gonna say for the worse. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, it's the last decade grin. So you're looking January 2012, right? Um, so punk. That's the one thing punk that misses the pipe. <clears throat> but you know that ain't the, the point. He's still champ for a long time in that first year, right? So yeah, it doesn't <laughs> miss. I'm I'm forgetting it's 2022 now. But still, I'd, yeah, I'd probably still put him in there. Um, this is always a hilarious like. Dolph's running thing where he would get mad at the company and then just resign. Mm-hmm. It's quite the it's quite the contrast because in WWE, Dolph definitely got further up the ladder than Cody, right? And I don't think they ever was big on Dolph. He just that was the way it worked out. And in history, like Cody's lapped him, you know, five times over by this point because of his impact on the industry, right? Yep. <clears throat> okay. I'm trying the to sounds, think the sounds that are coming from Oracle <laughs> Eaton is, are incredible, man. It's awesome. Um, Kenny's an interesting one. Where would you guys feel? What do you guys feel about Kenny on this list? He's a candidate. I think here's so you kind of get into that whole elite bullet club world. I think Finn has to kind of get a mention here. Finn designed the first bullet, like the not the first one that was the shitty. He designed the famous Bullet Club shirt they still sell, and it feels like that that kind of without that that act is just like just any other New Japan faction to me. You know, I know it sounds silly, but like it does matter, right? Like that shirt got over more than the faction did. Yeah, <laughs> and he also then. Um, and this isn't like huge, but I think his stuff in NXT is important in some way. He was like one of the first big international stars they brought in, right? And he was the face of that okay. brand. And I think if you look at the 2010s, NXT was probably the best product of all of them. And he's the centerpiece there for, you know, what it so, blows up. So. so this is like level of importance, right? Yes. We're trying to find four. The four most important wrestlers of the last decade for the industry. It's, it's very interesting. I think... Part uh, of this too was like if you replace them with somebody else, it wouldn't have the same impact, right? Yeah. Which I think the that one could hurt Kenny for me because I, I think so. So I, let's see if you guys agree with me on this. Well, I guess that's a long time because I was gonna say if Style stays in New Japan, and then he's the guy. He's the other guy in the with the Bucks and Cody that signed with AEW. But I guess we've seen style. You know, he was on top in Impact for a long time. So you could debate whether that. The one thing I would say is there's a couple factors at play. So firstly, Kenny has the the match with Jericho. That that's kind of the start of all of this, right? Because right? exactly. that did big business. I do think people understate how much AJ provided a bridge for people to get into the bullet club. I think people forget that like AJ Styles may not have been a celebrity by any means, but he 100% had a level of not right in America that didn't, was not available to a Prince Devitt or a Carl Anderson. Like right. he 100 and that, and then they started working the ring of honor shows, right? Like the bucks benefited from that, that setting where they would as top guys in new Japan, the bucks then were joined by an AJ Styles it's like it's I was going to bring this up, but it feels so hard to make the case. Yeah, 
The one thing I the one thing I will say, and this is not remotely taking any credit away from him, but inevitably, like if Ryder hadn't figured the internet out, someone else was going to. Yeah, I, I just mm-hmm. I also don't think and this may tell you more about my taste than my actual kind of logic, but I don't know if the impact is great enough to overcome yeah. this other stuff we're talking about, you know? That's fair. He still deserves um, a lot of credit, though. I think I don't think any of us are saying otherwise. Oh, no. It's just, yeah. you know. But Dave gave him one star, so. Yeah. Seems like it's over. Um, Bob hated that match, but like Bob, Bob went half a star on that one. Yeah, I think I did. I think I actually went two, Bob, but I'm glad no. you agreed with me. Yeah, um, okay, I a, have one. This is a fair. See, I'm going to piggyback off that from JJ. I think Tanahashi. Yeah, somebody else said Tanahashi earlier. The timeline is a little wrong because he'd kind of already done the hard work before 2012. So if you want to throw it out, I get it. But he built that. He resurrected that promotion, you know? And, like, New Japan is the home base to a lot of this stuff. Tanahashi's really important because Okada was huge, but Tanahashi's the one that got it to the point where he could take that and run with it, you know? He needed someone to get the torch past him, and Tanahashi was the perfect guy for that. So he feels like a candidate to me. But I do agree with the Okada point for sure. Sasha? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's a good one. For real. Yeah. I mean, I'm not certain I'd put her in my top four. I think I probably would. Yeah. Um, but, and, and really, Bailey to a degree, but I think Sasha so much, you know, more because Sasha's, it, it helps she's in TV and mainstream and stuff. Um, I know that their feud was really important to a lot of the women's wrestlers that we're seeing coming up now. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, we have to remember their feud was six and a half years ago. Yes. Good Lord. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's that their their feud and, and Sasha's work. You know, with 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 Charlotte the next year. I mean, that 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 stuff's really important. Um, <clears throat> it's she would she would have a good shot at my top four. I think, and I mean this in the most. This sounds like a diss, but I don't mean it to be that way. I think people forget how kind of stunning it was just how great a big match wrestler she was. Yeah. Like, people liked Paige, and they liked mm-hmm. AJ, and they like you know, we pop about Nikki Bella. But, like, let this be completely transparent about it. Like, in the national scene in America, Banks was the first woman that you could safely say, if you put her in a 20-minute match, she's going to have the best match on the show. Mm-hmm. And I know this may sound like I'm Duncan on wrestling, but I'm not, like... I mean, as a compliment to her, I think that is something special to her career. I really do. Like, I think there's a truth to the idea that many of the women that came before her just didn't get the opportunities. But we can only see what's in front of us, right? Mm -hmm. And she changed the game. Like, you can't... Like, you mentioned the Charlotte stuff. Look, people rolled their eyes at that feud at the time. I did too. The way they did it was annoying, right? They switched the bell every other week. Those matches 100% influenced a lot of women's wrestlers that are going to be coming through tomorrow and years after that. Like they were main event in Raw and having like these incredible matches. I just, she's very, very special. 
absolutely. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think Chops has a good has a good shout too. Becky, I mean, um, yeah. Sasha's more so with the in ring, which I think yeah. is critical. Um, and part of me wants to say that that's more. Um, it's not necessarily more important business wise, although I think she's proven she's good for business at least in terms of you know the ratings and stuff like that. Um, anytime I say that now, I just think of the stupid authority angle, so I always laugh. But um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> Becky, as terms in terms of a character, she's the first female superstar that organically became the biggest star in the company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think through no fault of her own, because her case is built on that, it also suffers on the follow-up. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel... Like, when people talk about Ronda Becky now, it already feels like such a, like, less of deal than it was, you know? Like, right. It just didn't sustain itself. And that doesn't... It's not a knock on her. It just is what it is. That's how that thing's worked out. Like, she's now... I don't want to say she's just another heel, but, like... Kind of. She she felt like the biggest star up until up until COVID hit and she left and that's not that's not even like don't I mean that's not I'm not blaming anybody I mean the, and then you know she just came back and and I think you know part of the problem is 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 the Bianca stuff soured people on it and but you know missing all that time she came back Roman was clearly the full timer who was the top star and I think she's kind of taking a bit of a backseat to that. Um, basically what I'm saying is, is, is in, in defense of Becky, since she left in 2020, um, you know, it had the baby. I don't blame her entirely for, for, for feeling like she fell off. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't entirely blame her. For no, that. I agree. I think it's just kind of 15 months is a long time. Um, and some of the booking decision uh, decisions that happened this past fall frustrated a lot of people, and so now that we have these Ronda rumors and stuff, it doesn't feel as appealing as it might two years ago or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I I still think she's a good shout for sure. I mean, she's as as Chop said, she really was the first woman to ever be the biggest star in the company for like a year. Sure. So that 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 alone puts her in the conversation. Oh, I agree, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, it's interesting. So, who are we? Can the folks? Can you hear the feedback? It may be, it may be uh, Bobby, or it could be shoot. I don't know. There's echo. I'm getting it a little bit. Okay. Is it me? Shoot. No, I don't think so. Because it's when you was talking. Shoot, could you investigate headphones, please? I don't have. Like... Wait, what? Don't become a robot like you did when you put the headphones on last time. But I don't have any headphones. The ones that you wore for the... For the well, that's fine. Don't worry. We'll just... Uh, we'll let it play out. I, I, there, was, there was an echo. There was feedback. I don't know if the folks can hear it. It may just be in my head. That would be alarming. Um, it may just be in your head. Probably. <laughs> who who's the, who are we looking in? First name. <clears throat> Nate, Nate, Nate brings up Mox, too. Uh, I, I, know, I know we're trying to get our uh, Rushmore here, but... Uh, you know, Mox might be worth discussing if we haven't already. So his case would be, um, it would be AEW, right? Okay, it's probably it must be through my. I don't know. That's fine. Hopefully, it's nothing crazy. Um, 
Moxie's big thing is is AEW. And I think he's super important to that. The issue for Mox is, in terms of his argument, is that it's hard to put him over the the elite guys, right? If that's the main part of his mm-hmm. argument, it feels difficult. Now, I think everyone knows I'm a bigger fan, but I just think it's difficult to remain top four. I mean, he's very important, unquestionably, but top four, it's tough. I don't know. Yeah, and it's another one of the situations where WWE's booking hurts his hurts his status, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I mean his his sort of spirit was killed working there. Um, I mean, I always think I always think of the Brock match. Sorry, Bob, um, but it was it was it was BS. Yeah, it was a mess. Um, that 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 whole deal was. I mean, you can't have him. In his hometown of Cincinnati, get gifted a, you know, branding iron or whatever, and get you know gifted these famous legends from hardcore, you know, you yeah. know weapons from hardcore legends, and then work a you know hardcore title match. It's it's, and not only that, but get basically work work a competitive squash and lose. I mean, he he should have lost the match, I think, but yeah. And here's the thing. Brock said, that don't work for me, brother. That's great. But if they knew he was never going to do that stuff, then they should have never booked the match in the first place. That's six years ago now. But I just wanted to rant about that. Every time I think about it, I get mad. Fair. That was where they did the whole switcheroo where it was supposed to be him and Wyatt, right? And they did the... Mm-hmm. in a different direction. Right. Do we all clear... And pass the name of Cody Rhodes onto our four. Yep. I think so, yeah. Oracle? What's that? Cody Rhodes? We are we passing him on to our oh, four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody, Cody's gonna be on there. Okay. Cody's locked in. Are we confident to give any of the other elite guys that same lock? Do we should we bring up the Bucks in more detail? It feels like they're they're important here. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I I wanted to talk about them because like you know for better or worse you know, like them or don't like them they did pretty much change how you know tag team wrestling kind of independent wrestling in general uh, has looked in the past decade and uh, I don't the only problem with that is I don't know if I want to use two spots on them. Bob just did the Dan Housen bit where he went. You know, maybe not for me, but hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have to count them as one, though, right? Yeah, they're one act, they're one single act. Um, I don't know, or quite since you're not going to pass the young bucks onto the uh, the, the top four, it's difficult. Uh, I must admit, I mean, I don't even disagree with that. I just I want a little bit more diversity, right. that would be my argument. Um, but I don't even really disagree that they should be in there. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if we're really, uh, I, I kind of look at it as like, even if we end up getting like someone who might be five or six, I want a little bit more diverse. And that's not even like me being an anti-Bucks person. And, you know, it's just. Yeah, we don't want it to be know, just the elite. Right, 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 exactly, exactly. Although you could argue that all, you know, the three of them, Bucks, Kenny and, and Cody are the four. I, I, I wouldn't, I think that's too, I think that's too easy of a, of, of, of a four. Mm-hmm. I think there's more to to the whole industry than that in the last ten years, but obviously all four would, you know, I think be a legitimate top four. But I I, I don't want to. 
personally, I don't right. want to bog it down with that. Shoot, what do you think about the Young Bucks as candidates here? I think they got a pretty strong case. I, um, yeah, they've kind of, I mean, their, their influence on tag team wrestling, like, look at the Usos. The Usos became the Usos when they started doing Young Bucks stuff. And that's not even like a shot at them. That's just reality. Mm-hmm. Um, merchandising. Yeah, I think the Bucks are probably in there. I'll, I'll say this. <clears throat> I think the Bucks are more important than Kenny. By, I, uh, agree, I agree with that. Know, some, yes, so. I do too. I'm I'm fine with them being in. I just don't want the whole thing being. Of course, you know, Bucks would take one spot. So, okay, so this just we think they may be on, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not complete because we need to talk for this. So I think Danielson should be on. Danielson should be on there. Yeah, I would agree. He changed the. Yeah, he changed. He was the. He changed the way as 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 and I, and I always laugh and you know sort of agree sometimes, but. He changed the way WWE books baby faces for better and worse. Yes. But he also was the true, even though there were some follow-up issues and we, it, it doesn't matter. It happened. Right. He was the first one more so than punk even who came from that, from that legacy of ECW ring of honor, even though he didn't write obviously ECW, but like that, that there's a legacy there. He came yes. from that legacy of of the hardcore fan base, the hardcore wrestling passion type thing that we all us nerds on the internet sit around and behind our keyboards all day talk about. Um, he he won the title of main event WrestleMania and beat everybody in Evolution, and one night, yeah. and as contrarian Alex always says, professional wrestling should have ended uh, after Monday Night Raw <laughs> the following night. And he may not be wrong because I don't think it was in some ways wrestling's never been as 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 blissful as that. Um, yeah, special. But yeah, I, I think I, I I think Danielson's a good pick. I, I'd be fine with Danielson and the Bucks, but the fourth one we're gonna have to have a fight in the mud a little bit, maybe, but Okay, Bob, you good with Danielson? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is lock in Codeman and, and Danielson. We've got the Bucks kind of. I think we should lock the Bucks in. Okay. I think the Bucks probably be go above Cody. See, I I want to say that, but Cody's Cody's brain was really important. You know, like he, I think the Young Bucks were trailblazers in terms of the way they, mer- you know, they branded themselves, marketed themselves, and the merchandise and all that stuff. But Codeman was the guy that I think saw a national promotion in a ways that they didn't. Like he saw, let's be honest. He, he he saw his roots do what his dad did, right? Like, dude was he was pivotal in kind of taking that that energy and directing it towards where we're at now. I think um, that's just me. So I I think pretty fair the Bucks go on, but who's the last man? Okay, we start with you, Bobby. Who do you think it should be? Um, I think just of the people mentioned already, it would probably be Sasha for me. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. Shay, what do you think? Hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Um, said Punk originally, but the more I think about it, I don't think he belongs on here. Um, 
And it's hard for me to um, really give any insight on like Tanahashi and yeah, yeah, because that's just not stuff that I know enough about. I mean, I know surface level, but I can't give any real insight there. Um, Demon Grin keeps bringing up New Day, and that's an interesting one. But at the same time, I'm not sure. Like, what really changed because of them? They're incredible. Um, A lot of this is circumstantial. It's not, you know, like, I think we all love New Day, but I don't know. I don't know what I could point to for them. And see, Ben keeps bringing this up, and this is fair. But what makes it so hard is there's not a wrestler of comparable skill for Sasha, even though that is the criteria we went with to begin with. Um I think she's right. such a special case. Yeah. Especially like her wrestling mind is kind of nuts, right? Yeah. She I can feel, do amazing shit. I kind of like the Brock argument, not as a positive one. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, that's interesting. I'm not, and I, I know, I'm sorry, Bob, but that genuinely, that's an interesting one for me is, is Brock as a negative. Um, well, I like him most of the time. There's something to be said for him making their entire main event roster feel less important than they were before he was around. Um, I don't know. I, I can't give you a choice. That's interesting. Oracle, you've been pretty consistent on the Brock thing. Um, how do you feel about that? The idea that he should be on here as the fourth, the fourth person because his impact is he kind of he's kind of become the ultimate like status quo for that promotion, right? Like he's, he's the, he's the, uh, the corporate structure. Like they never escape him. He, whatever happens, they'll go back to Brock. How do you feel about that as an option? Let me phrase it this way, Oracle. And, and if Brock didn't exist, if Brock never came back, do you think the last 10 years of the WWE would have been more interesting or less interesting overall? Obviously, you're losing some matches you loved, but overall, what do you think? I think it might have been, for the most part, more interesting. Um, That's where I I'm think at, they yeah. would have eventually fallen into what they're doing now. But I think that the trappings that Brock brings wouldn't have been there. Mind you, we're not we're not ganging up on you, Bob. We always do, anyways. But this time, we're actually not. Um, it's okay. Bob, I'll have a victory lap tomorrow night. Um, and this is this is true. We, I mean, we, 100% this is true. That's kind of just the way it is, though, right? Yeah, that's just, mm-hmm. yeah. There's multiple like people in the chat saying Brock killed the Fed. It didn't, he didn't kill it for me, but it didn't help. So, well, <clears throat> I know, I know I kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to undersell Shoot's question, but I'm thinking of three names. And it's ones we've talked about. Sasha, obviously. Um, Brock. And I want to go back to Punk. And actually four, because I want to talk about Roman. And not and, and honestly, to be honest, for a negative reason. And I think they all have different reasons for why. Sasha, I think, has a reason because of her importance to women. And what that meant for women's wrestling, particularly in the States yeah. and on national television in the States and in big companies. I think she should probably be four, the more I think about it. But we'll obviously have a discussion here. Um, for Brock, I think it probably is a negative effect. The status quo, what he's done. He's sort of the epitome of the part-timer who 
you know, Triple H and Taker kind of had those roles somewhat a little bit before, but this feels this is like the most extreme case of that, right? Yeah, they weren't um, champ for a whole right, year. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, he, he he's he's the most extreme case of WWE's status quo booking in the last 20 years. Um Roman Reigns changed Cena was the beginning of that, but Roman escalated it further with the fans rejecting a wrestler. Yeah. And it becoming a major, major issue. Um, I don't think we can under undersell that. Yeah, and I'm a huge Roman yeah. Reigns fan. I know Bob is. I know I know we all like Roman. Um but his booking and the failures of it and the consequences of it, I don't think now, granted, you can say it's almost like with Roman and Brock, they're sort of being shadowed and, and almost puppets of the WWE booking and Vince. Um, so it's, but they're still incredibly important and critical to the business and to how, you know, to fans and how, and how wrestling has, has evolved and changed in the last 10 years. I mean, they're both for negative reasons and I'm a fan of both, particularly Roman, but Roman's, the perception of him, his booking, the controversies, it changed, yeah. it changed, you know, it, if Roman Reigns isn't booked the way that he is, um, you know, if Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 31, I'm not so sure uh, AEW even exists. That's a, that's a you know, six degrees of separation or whatever, uh, Kevin, right. you know, Kevin Bacon, whatever that is. Um, but, you know, basically all this stuff is right. Um, but that's an important thing. Uh, and of course, the last name is Punk, and Punk is important because he's the first walkout that felt like holy crap since Austin. Yeah. And mm. in some ways, it was even bigger. But his walkout also sort of—I think it's—it's. It's, we, I think maybe it's a mistake to do it, but I don't think it is at the same time. It's a hindsight thing, but Punk's walkout, I think, was, was an early beginning to where we are now. Yep. Where people were in the company and WWE are rejecting, rightfully so, the way that they're booked, the way that their lives are treated under WWE's thumb. Um, not to mention his past as a hardcore you know, you know, basically a, you know, sort of a member of the hardcore fan community and, and, and that, that wrestler, he was the hardcore wrestler. Um, he's, he's really important. He's really, really, really important. Absolutely. You know, his, his, his importance, the previous 10 years is also critical, but these past 10, since the beginning of 2012, his walkout, the reasons for that, um, you know, coming on a podcast and publicly sharing his story and whatnot. And so, you know, uh, like that, 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 these are the top four candidates in my opinion. 
I think we can as well. <laughs> um, but they're, they're they're all. I I I would put Sasha because I don't think without her, I, I think the growth of women's wrestling is so critical and almost shocking still. Like legitimately shocking to me because yeah, and I don't know, uh, Matt. I, I I know is watching, you know, uh, a lot of this stuff, but I mean. I, I, never in a million years would I have thought that they would take 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 women seriously in wrestling like they are now, you know. And, mm-hmm. and they've still got a ways to go. Um, yeah, WWE is actually regressing in that regard. And that's not my take because I don't right. watch it. That's a right, common right. take they, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and AEW obviously yeah. still has work to do. Mm-hmm. Shoot, shoot. I'm I'm apologize in advance. I think you should try without the headphones again. <laughs> He's doing the robot thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. Mm. I may just leave. <laughs> I, I have to work in the. Okay. Well, what do we want to do, pal? The headphones are very problematic. Okay. I don't know if she can Let's hear go. us now. Joe's okay. turning in the Bix. Oh. <clears throat> um. Um. I think here's the thing: the problem with Roman. Roman's case is not as individual to him. It's more a case of their booking being terrible. If you're going to do a negative WWE one, I think it's Brock because Brock is, it isn't a matter of skill. He is such a unique like case of factors, right? A box office attraction that went away, remained that way in the UFC. He has that schedule that is a complete Brock thing. Like he's not a guy that's 50, you know, like he's done that for the last decade. He's worked that schedule. I think if you're going to do a negative WWE on this, Brock, I want to bring Finn back into this, Fergal. I think he's the root of this thing, man. You know? Without him, there is no there is no cool Gaijin faction that will then spark the elite. And then, you know, like I think he's huge in that regard. And I just think he, I think he belongs here. But it seems like I'm on, I'm on my own on this one. Clearly, no, I just it's think just, it's like, outside of my knowledge base. To... Yeah, exactly. That's the thing for me. Like, I'm just not familiar with any of that. Right, that's fair. I don't know. I, I just, as the original guy, it feels like he's a huge part of the elite, the elites kind of story. Well, who's this? Finn. No. I think that's. I think you guys are missing a trick here. I really do. He was a junior heavyweight that went and main evented New Japan shows on the back of the Bullet Club thing. That he like he's the one that saw that brand being anything. Machine Gun talks about it. They were just an. They were just a faction. I get your argument. I'm not even going to disagree with it. And this is. I maybe this may be a shot at myself more than anything. But I had never heard of him until WWE signed him. Right. And so it's hard for me to... to That's fair. I just... I don't like, think... I he was. He was, he was a guy that we buried on the wrestling KO message board. And was, and I think it's... Beyond me, but... I think it's hard to decipher the importance of each piece, but the Young Bucks were an act that specifically fit in New Japan because of Bullet Club's existence. And if they never go work New Japan, that changes like everything. And that's not a criticism of the Young Bucks, right? Like this is all just circumstance and way things worked out. 
But the fact that that dude actually designed the like the shirt that got over and sold it, like, man, that feels that feels pretty important. And I and I get the WWE stuff is hit or miss, but I still think the NXT stuff is enough that he has like a, a he has like a extension to his case. Um, you know, he was the top babyface. Him and Bailey shared it when that brand became an, an actual thing. You know, and we could sit here and say, what does it mean? Like, because in the end, NXT, that version of NXT, you know, it's already done, right? But let's be completely real. The last decade of wrestling would have sucked if not for that NXT. Yeah. <laughs> like, that NXT, like, it's, it didn't have the impact that people wanted, and it ended up fading away. But it was the most entertaining thing in American wrestling for the decade until AEW showed up, by far. Big shows, big crowds, hot crowds with great wrestling. Like, those shows were awesome, you know? I think Finn's... So let's Finn's just vote for Triple H because he wrestled in the last 10 years and he ran NXT. He's, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Some ways, right? I, I think you make a good argument, Joe. Um, and I know I keep getting stuck on it. I'm a big fan, but... I don't think we can... I legitimately think Sasha should be four because right. I, I, I think... I'm trying to make it clear that was so big for me as a, this is a personal thing, but like, I was like, I did not think that like in 2014 when she, like the first, I remember it was the show Owens debuted at and I had the first big Charlotte Sasha match. I was like, this is really good. I like, it was, it changed wrestling. Um, did she have the X factors? Now, I think we actually were on the same page with her as a candidate. But someone in the chat asked when you was when you was attending to your lasagna. They said the problem with Banks is is she not an example of her skill is the factor. So if you replace her with someone of equal skill, she's kind of a unique case. Where what we're saying is her the reason she's been so important is because how great she is, right? But there aren't as many. Um, I guess like unique factors with her. She's just an incredible wrestler that changed the game in that regard. Does that well, make sense? I get that argument, but if we want to go that simple with it, you could apply that same thing to Danielson. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sasha, I think yeah. Sasha, there are X factors factors to Sasha. Would you say though that the Banks has an equivalent of the yes movement for Brian, which was in many ways, you know, that is a really important thing where they kind of told the audience, you can, you can kind of like force a hand here. Yeah. And that leads you into Royal Rumble 2015, which is like one of the most incredible cases of an audience, just like a promotion completely misreading a situation. Right. I don't think that, Banks has though she was just consistently he great. Now, I'll that, be honest yeah. with you. I think a lot of the things going against her are not in her power at all. I think it's pretty obvious that Banks should have been the biggest female star for WWE for this last stretch, but she hasn't been for a lot of it because of well, this she, year, you know. This is fair, but so does Sasha. She does, yeah. It's just it's a matter of like she absolutely does, but to the extreme Brian had in that run, probably not. Maybe no one ever, right? Is yeah, it? no, yeah, I agree with that. I, mm. I think I'm on board with Sasha for what for what she represents as a whole. I, 
I'm kind of with it, and my question is: Do we re do we reassess Cody? Because the no. chat wasn't all in on Cody. The chat was saying Bucks more important. Maybe we should question Cody, man. It's tough to get four. It's tough to get four. It's good though. It's good. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I know. I know. It's just it's tough. There's it's it's a tough. Like I feel like Sasha. The more I've talked myself into it, the more I think she's a must. Um, yeah, I actually kind of agree. To be totally honest, as much I, as I I get that the actual specific description kind of hurts. So I think I think people like I'll be honest. I think Becky's the man explosion is just. I think it's impossible to imagine that without Banks's incredible main event matches for the last right. three years before that. You know, right. this is an interesting thing because, and I'm not. This is not me arguing or anything. There are absolutely people that feel that way about Brian Danielson fans. Yes, there. That they think they've ruined wrestling. I mean, that's yeah. just that's the truth. Now, we, I don't agree with them, but there's people who are like the the yes movement. As much as we loved it, there are legitimately people who think that ruined the World Wrestling Federation. No, that those fans ruined it. And also, there that you know the fan that likes the ending, you know that whole fucking argument, yeah. right? That Danielson's actually a net negative, and yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, I'll give my answer to this, and I don't know where you guys are because a lot of people said this. I I just comp- I'm maybe I'm being unfair to the Young Bucks, and I think everyone knows I'm a bigger fan of the Young Bucks than I am Cody Rose by far. I just think that Cody is the guy that had the vision to really truly make okay. that explode in a way that yeah, I, I, I just don't think that was there with the Bucks. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm in. A, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, but Ben, Ben, and Chops are making a good point, and we don't have to do it because I know it's a lot of people together. But we're arguing a lot of elite guys for four spots. What if we just put the elite in one spot? We could. It just feels cowardly. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, like, I think we just pick between Cody and the Young Bucks, to be honest. Okay. And spiritually, the elite gets that slot. Does that make sense? Well, if we're picking between, I'm taking the Bucks. Fair. Bobby. Yeah, I think I'd still go with Cody just because I don't think, like, you know, if the punk thing still happens, I still, like, I think the punk thing happening, because I would put, I would put Cody and then punk on over if we're replacing someone. Because I just think the punk thing happening is really kind of the precursor to, like, those fans getting upset and kind of realizing that there's a market there. And I just think Cody, like you said, just had more of the mind for it than the Bucks did. I think the Bucks were great self-promoters mm-hmm. I think Cody was at least initially the guy that was was able to um, was able to kind of see a bigger picture and a destination for where this could go you know yeah and that doesn't mean they didn't he didn't use the bucks because clearly he did <laughs> I mean like they used each other right but like I don't think I don't know man I don't think events like all out happen or all in sorry happen without code man well, Am I being too generous? Like... Yeah, it feels like he's the guy that I never forget. I've said this before, man. It's always sticks with me. He did an interview after he left. It's like a couple months after he left, and he goes, "I'm going to do what my dad did. He's like, I'm going to get my get my my soldiers, you know, get the army together, and we're going to march up here against Vince." I I remember listening to him being like, "Okay, bro, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Okay, whatever you say." They actually did that shit, man. <laughs> like, he saw. I think he's the guy that made the possibility for a national promotion. I'm sorry, I really do. I think the Bucks would have been their legacy as an act. I think they would have made. You know, they'd have been fine. 
they're great self-promoters. I think he saw something bigger that, frankly, I just do not know. I do not know if that would have happened without him. That's just me. I mean, he's, I think he's pretty obviously going to be like the weaker performer on this ballot because, like, he's great, but he's not these guys, right? But that's not what we're arguing, right? He's code man feels important, really important. I'm honestly fine with the four we have now. Okay, what's, what's your final four shoot, sir? What four are you talking about? Are you talking about the Bucks, Cody, Danielson, and Sasha? Yeah, I'm not getting any love on, on Ferg, am I? Tough. No. I don't even I disagree think, with you. I just don't. I can't. Right, that's fair. That's fair. And that maybe argues against them in itself that it wasn't a big enough deal that it reached here, right? I don't know. I just. It's interesting that we're so. The, the Bullet Club Elite stuff is so, like, it's impossible to look past those guys, right? It, yeah. It's, it, yeah. Okay. I mean, we have well, a. The AEW is the biggest thing to happen in the last 10 years. That's not arguable in any way, no. shape, or form. And. You have to look at the people most influential with that, which, you know, we probably should mention Jericho there. Um, but I still don't. That was a, there was a synergy to that. Right. Cody and, and the Bucks. Like Tony was thinking about that anyway. And yes, the Omega and Jericho match played a big role in that, but. Cody and the Bucks were still a big part of. It's not a coincidence that they're the ones who announced the promotion. Mm-hmm. Like Jericho and Kenny's what put the idea in his head. So, I think unofficially, Joe, we kind of went this way because, you know, I think that's just where the knowledge generally is. Like, right, I brought Tanahashi, and I think Tanahashi should actually be on it, but I get it. Like, no one saw that stuff, and this is difficult, right? But, uh, yeah, Jericho versus Kenny. Maybe that is more important than Cody. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say, right? I don't know. Okay. We we settled on that four. What was it? It was Codeman, Bucks, Brian, and Banks. Was that it? Yeah. Nope. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. Thanks for joining us on the uh, – I don't know. Do we have any – Meech agrees with me on Finn. Should we have the same conversation again about Finn, Bob? Did <laughs> – your thoughts? Yeah, you know, just haven't seen enough of them. <laughs> um, okay, well, that was fun. Yeah. Bob, what's your big topic for the night? Um, damn. Yeah, I don't I don't have one. Fair. Oracle? Royal Rumble Memories. Oh, good. This is great stuff. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I was going to tweet a thread today about my memory of every Royal Rumble I've ever seen. My memory surrounding those weekends. I thought it would be funnier to say so on the grand. Now, if I do this, it would be funny, but it would also be grueling. Yes, if I just listed all 20... 20- Plus years of me and my nut, but let's have some banter back and forth here. Let's not yeah. have me yeah. run right. run off into the. Um, I have an excellent memory. Um, no kidding. And uh, for the for the early years, we'll let we'll let shoot jump in uh, and see and see if he remembers where he was during these during these wonderful times. I think he just called you an old shoot. 
that's fair. I'm like, I am old. You're <clears throat> 41 so, in like two months, man. Like, what am I supposed you know, to do? Pretend I'm not old? Did you know you're outside our key demographic? Yeah. Have you seen our demographic numbers, shoot? No. Besides, it's a well, we know that's not accurate, but it's YouTube says we're 100% male viewership. It has shifted. Oh, has it? We are now at 99.5. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, indeed. Most of our audience is in between like 20, I want to say 24 and 35, I think was the range that they had, which, mm-hmm. you know, obviously is qualified for the key demo. So I emailed Dave immediately. Meech is like um, 50, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all completely nonsensical because most people don't actually list any of their details, therefore rendering the whole thing pointless. Right. But, you know, you get what you get, I suppose. Okay. So we're going to go, how do you want to do this, Robert? Should we go around the home with Rumble Memories and then we'll slowly piece it yeah. together? Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So, um, shoot, what's the first Rumble you remember seeing? And I'm not going to ask you to go through every year, but just I just want to know what the first one I've, I mean, I've seen them all. The first one I vividly remember is 92 when Flair yeah. won. Um, yeah, when Flair won. <laughs> um, did you did you watch on a black box scramble? This is one of the see this is the hard thing for me and I run into this a lot with the early 90s. Is I honestly don't know if I watched it live or not. You know, I've seen it yeah. so many times now that I can't, yeah. you know, I, you know what I mean? It's tough I, to recall sometimes. Yeah, you, um, you kind of get some false memories every now and then. Exactly. The one thing I will say and I I don't I'm not going to harp on this but it's just the truth. Um, this actually bums me out a little bit because the Rumble is like my favorite match of all time. Fuck, I love the Royal Rumble, and I don't care about the show tomorrow at all. Yeah, and that that really bums me out. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't look back fondly on stuff. Um, yeah, the the ninety two is definitely the whole Flair thing. Flair. Going to the WWF in general, to 10-year-old me who had been watching wrestling for maybe a year, was just like the most mind-blowing thing I've ever seen in my life. Showing up with the the NWA championship, like, you can't, you, there's, I don't even know what you relate that to. Like, you know, and this is back, obviously I didn't know what the hell was going on, so I'm just like, well, what Flair's showing up, he's the real world champion. I bought into that completely. You know, I decided that Flair was my guy. And then, of course, by the time we got to WrestleMania, I wanted Macho Man to beat him. But, um, (laughs) yeah, that rumbles. I don't know if it's the best, but it's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Are there there, there any others that stand out to you in the 90s? Off the top of my head, not. I mean, 99 is cool. Even though that's the one Vince wins, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mess, but I, I remember liking it. But see, I love the Royal Rumble. That's like, yeah. I don't know that there's a Royal Rumble I didn't like. Well, I, I just think love the concept in full. I think it's also the match, the, the league leader in wrestling history, in terms of matches that, like, when you're younger, you enjoy regardless of how actually good it is. Yeah. Like, you know when we watch a rumble now, because we have all of these kind of like we have the we know like the tropes of the rumble. 
So, like, after a rumble, you can pretty safely say as a big old nerd, like, that was a good or bad rumble. That 100% is, like, not a thing. <laughs> like, all rumbles are all right. That's not that's the point. As you said, the concept is the, is the draw. Yeah, but, part I mean, of I'd what... imagine, you know, some of the ones in recent years were... were part of the appeal, not a small part either, of wrestling for me is the spectacle and the, yeah. the music and the entrance and... Mm. You got a whole match that's built around entrances, and you get to see mm-hmm. everybody's entrance, and um, you get to see weird people inter- you know people interact that don't normally interact. Now that's less of a yeah. thing now than it used to be. That used to be a big appeal of the Rumble in the early '90s. You would see dudes who never interacted with each other who suddenly were were fighting in the ring, and it was weird. Um, now everybody wrestles everyone at some point, so it's not quite the same. Right. Um, and then there's always the surprises, um, which I kind of, I mean, it sucks that those just kind of get spoiled these days. It's kind of the nature of it. Um, but yeah, the rumble is a rough one. It, it honestly, I'm legitimately kind of sad that I'm not, I don't care about this show tomorrow at all. Jack Crosby actually asked me earlier if I was going to watch it. And I'm just like, nope. I think it's going to be fun. First It'll rumble fun. I've missed in at least 20 at least 20 years 23 24 years God. um so the first so, rumble i saw sorry joe no you're fine go ahead uh was so my brother dylan <clears throat> and uh one of his childhood friends would would tape the pay-per-views and his friend had a black box a lot of people did in the 90s. <laughs> Couldn't afford a pay-per-view. Um, they would take the pay-per-views on VHS. And a lot of times, uh, Dylan would give my dad VHS and dad would watch the shows if dad wasn't able to come over to Dylan's friend's house and watch with him. And my dad had put the Rumble in. Remember, this is 2000 Rumble, so Attitude Era height of popularity and I'm going in there and I think I may have caught the tail end of Triple H Cactus but I specifically remember getting the best of 2000 VHS about 9 nine to 12 months later and watching the hell out of Cactus and Triple H and Triple H and Jericho yeah. and a bunch of these matches that were on that VHS um so we're watching the Rumble match and Rikishi comes in and I'm in my parents' room. Oh, I just forgot a big thing. So before before that, got to remember I'm seven years old, so sometimes things jump around a little bit. But first time I go in there, the Miss Royal Rumble contest is going on and I'm seven years old. <laughs> so these scantily clad women are wandering around. And my mother kicks me out of the room because Mae Young is about to show her breast. And mom is not tolerant of this type of thing for a seven-year-old's eyes. Dad, meanwhile, is absolutely cackling at this. Um, So I get kicked out of the room. And I had to stand by the door and listen as my dad is like uproariously laughing. 
And my mom was like, oh my god, what is this shit? You know? And so later on, I got to go in and watch the Rumble match with, with, with him. And Rikishi comes out. And my mom's like all about Rikishi. She's all excited. You know, come big dude kicking ass, you know. Giving people stink faces. She thinks it's the funniest thing. It's super funny because she buried Mae Young. But she, 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 you know, she, she was digging Rikishi. And I'll never forget when it was Rikishi and Too Cool were all in the ring together. And they did yep. the dance right there. And honestly, that moment might have been the moment that actually made me like want to watch every week. Cause I had watched, I had watched some stuff before. I've been watching some already. Um, as far uh, like a month or two earlier. So I remember when I remember the Raw the week after Foley got lost the pink slip match where the Rock came out and was like, We need to, and Rock had the whole roster come out and he said, Triple H needs to hire, rehire Mick Foley. I remember watching that live. Um, that was the first Raw of 2000, I think. Um, but this was like that moment when Rikishi and Tukul were dancing was like, Okay, like you know, as a seven year old, this was like funny and awesome and. The crowd was all clapping their hands, doing the Grandmaster clap, and like I, it was just—I was like, "Man, this this rules!" Uh, and I remember watching the rest of the match, and of course, the famous Rock Big Show finish. Um, and uh, I watched that VHS over and over and over again, as well as the No Way Out two thousand one. Um, but that's that's Rumble two thousand. Shoot, do you have any memories of that? Triple H and Cactus is one of my favorite matches ever. It's one of the rare matches that also passed uh, the test of, of showing it to my dad, especially back then. The older he got, the more lenient he got with it. But 2000, uh, which, Jesus, he was the same age I am now. Um, I showed him that match and he lost his mind. He thought it was fucking incredible. Anytime, like, anytime pro wrestling would pop my dad, I considered it a huge win. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite matches ever. The call, then you know, with the callback to Rock from the year, like that's a great match. Oh, that's that's probably my match. favorite Triple H match. I so. have a huge overlap here with you guys because, especially the way you described it, Oracle, the VHS tapes of Rumble 2000 and No Way Out 2000 are very early wrestling memories. Those two, as well as. No, remember I, these are these are these are tape VHS like like the actual pay per were tape that I watched from, but you probably were. But I'm doing like, like just yeah yeah yeah. Actual, yeah. yeah. So um, I had the show on DVD that I bought myself because I, I was 20. I I'm in a weird spot with this where I don't remember the first one that I watched in like real time. Live is is a complete mystery to me, but I remember 2000 and I also remember 98. And the only things I remember from Eva as like a, as watching as a kid was the finish with with Show and Rock, which obviously in hindsight is hilarious. They popped me as much as it did, but like there was such a hook to that, right? And obviously nowhere as the follow up. But ninety eight, I legitimately I rewatched that match recently. My brother and I was watching some rumbles, and like legitimately hardly any of that match stuck with me. <laughs> All I remembered was Tyson in the skybox, right? And the the thing on that show that stands out most was that was the casket match, which like is fine, 
but that's the kind of stipulation that pops you when you're a kid, right? Yeah. Like, this is what we talk like that. That stuff, that was a huge attraction. So I remember those two more than I remember the Rumble matches on those shows. I've told my casket story on here before, right? No. With Undertaker so. and Ultimate Warrior? Hmm. <laughs> I think so. Bob's laughing, so maybe you did. Well, before I do, before I get into that, let me answer this question. 100% did not show that to my dad. Um, yeah, I would have been way too embarrassed. I knew better than to have my dad watch wrestling live with me. Yeah. Um, so I would only show him stuff that I thought he might like. Um, yeah. He cried when Brian Danielson won the WWE title. That rules. <laughs> and just from the video packages, that's all he needed. Um, anyway. So the big angle with Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior where Undertaker locks Warrior in the casket. Um, was this 91, Oracle? Mm-hmm. I know you'll know. Is it 90? 91. Yeah, 91. Yeah. What? Taker shows up in November of... 90. Yeah. 90. Okay. So, yeah, 91. Okay. So, I was 10, and I was convinced that I'd just seen the Ultimate Warrior die on television. <laughs> and like I wasn't crying, but I was in like hysterics, like the freaking out, and like um <laughs> my mom had to sit me down and explain to me that like professional wrestling isn't real and um explain to me how they did the ultimate warrior, like you know, how he dropped out at the bottom of the casket. Um and so yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling anymore unless I would say that wrestling wasn't real like that literally she's like you're not allowed to watch it anymore until you tell me that you understand that this is not real um and of course i refused at first um and then i went into the thing that was very popular at my school which was that wcw was real wwf was not yeah i remember you um, saying this actually that was, yeah. A, yeah. that was a big thing in my childhood um in the early 90s i'm by you know, by 96, I'm sure that was long gone. But, um, yeah, and I, my best friend, his was all of its fake except for Macho Man Randy Savage's matches, which is even funnier in retrospect now that we, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I'm kind of fascinated by, like, what you just said about take is a really interesting one for this stuff because – like when you actually go back and look, that was stuff was always dunked on by like the critics. Like basically the role that I now play, and all of it got over huge of every kid that watched it. And like it, the idea it fascinates me that in twenty years there'll be a podcast like man, when I saw Bray get that hammer out and hit Seth Rollins, <laughs> and it's like hmm. like I don't yeah, know. It's impossible to fathom for me, but you're right. Like it's one hundred percent gonna happen, right? There's, there has to be, mm-hmm. there has to have been. Then obviously, I'm not saying the fiend didn't have the impact of the Undertaker. What I'm getting at is like some of that Undertaker stuff is full on like wrestle crap, like it's terrible stuff. The kids that watched it, there's people in the. Yeah, that's tremendous. That and but seriously though, like when you really think about that. With what you know, what we know, what we see now, and, and seeing it through, you know, more mature eyes, that even kids could see the difference between, you know, ninety one, ninety two, WCW, and yeah. WWF. W, it did feel more real. 
Right. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to quickly stop on. We obviously we understand the the late nineties boom and the content that came with it, right? And the kind of the the word they always use in every documentary they made is edgy, right? The self congratulatory like we we showed boobs. Um, do you guys think? And we'll get back to the rumble thing after this. But do you guys think that like that some of those those decisions from a content perspective were a great short term thing? The long term maybe took something that people looked down upon anyway and only worsened that element of wrestling. Because yes, I fear. Yeah. Well, the reason I say that is you guys know my story of wrestling fandom. Like I'm I'm not someone that was like my older brothers were big fans, you know? And like I know the amount of retraining I had to do with my dad because he just saw when my older brothers were kids, like the shit they would be watching, right? <laughs> And like, look, we all get it, we get a deal, but let's be real. Late 90s, early 2000s WWE is like, unless you get it and understand it, it is like the trashiest of trash TV. And wrestling's never going to be high art, but holy shit, that stuff was, like it was out there, right? Do you think there's a truth to that? Like, in some ways they maximised that boom, but created a perception that wrestling struggles with since. I don't know, do you think, do you think uh, I'm overthinking this? No, I think that's accurate, to be honest with you. Like, it, it's, I think it's kind of starting to come back around, maybe, but it's only been the past few years. Did you guys see Brandon Thurston tweeting about how this fascinated me? Because I agree with it. Someone said there was a window in the last five years where WWE could have exploded again. And he said, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that's true. Yeah, that's how that's right. Yeah, the stink of yesteryear wore off the network had become a thing. Yeah culture had changed and he said like they kind of missed the window he said i think the years he said was 2016 27 that that little and, and i can tell you from my fan i think that's true um yeah. mm -hmm. how do you feel sure about that what i said about the kind of i don't want to say edgy because like edgy is such a vague term like pillman with the gun is like a great segment that's edgy that's different just like just just like lowest hanging fruit shit you know it's kind of hard because Wrestling was always looked down upon. Exactly, and that's why it's difficult, yeah. Um, there was this, like, when Hogan got on Sports Illustrated, um, right. I would actually argue, I don't even know if this is an argument. I mean, the, like, the ratings, you can argue all that stuff, but, like, I, I still, I think at Hogan's peak, they were more mainstream than at Austin's peak. I don't know would if that's you, considered a controversial opinion or not. Um, would, would you say that the programming, the huge contrast in how, what those shows look like is a factor in that? In the yes. sense that Hogan's product was quite... I mean, it was there wasn't... Leftovers. They were trying to, you know, appeal kids, right? Like, yeah. that's the whereas, thing. It's, like, it's hard to compare because even the business model was so vastly different between yes. 1985 and 1998. 99, whatever you want to say was the peak of um like I mean they had 33 million people watch, yeah. watch it. <laughs> like, that's fucking that's, insane. Yeah. Um yeah, I there's something to it, but at the same time, wrestling was always kinda right, and that's what makes it hard because that muddies the wall with some, right? Like yeah. wrestling was always lowbrow. 
But I will say, like, late 90s when I was in high school, it was definitely, like, cool. Yes. Like, you didn't get made fun of. I mean, we never really got made fun of for watching wrestling, but it wasn't something, like, you talked about unless you knew the other people liked wrestling. It's like Mm -hmm. you kind of stumbled on finding out that somebody in your class liked wrestling, and so then you would talk about it. But by the late 90s, there was a lot of people talking about it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's a the, that whole era is rough because, like Reese said, it doesn't hold up very well. Um, no, some of it does, but yeah, but the the stuff that holds up generally is the timeless stuff, right? The stuff yeah, that exactly. didn't need to exist in, and that's kind of the whole thing with like we'll never know, right? Like we can't go back in a time machine and, and clean up the rest and be like, well, let's see if they still win. Right, <laughs> that's how it works, but they do. They they kind of. Sometimes I wonder if they overcomplicate their own narrative with that stuff of like, we embrace the, the air. like there's truth to it. And Austin was a, but Austin's a different kind of edginess to like, you know, the shit they did like Val Venus or whoever, you know, it's different, right? Like Austin's at core, Austin's just like a blue collar baby face. Obviously he's doing the middle finger and stuff, but it isn't like he's doing uh Katie Vick angles on TV. Oh, yeah, he didn't need all that stuff to... Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of... I don't know, it's just interesting. Bobby, give us your first uh, Rumble memory. Um, So I know the first one I watched was not till 2011 because it's what got me back into wrestling. Um, And, you know, it wasn't buying the pay-per-views. My parents didn't care about it. And I, like, didn't have a ton of friends that liked wrestling. So it was like, we just kind of watch WW.com stuff and, you know, the forums or whatever and just kind of find out what happened that way. Um, you know, see the recaps on Raw SmackDown. Um, obviously, you know, 2005 sticks out just because the ending and then what happened with Vince at the end. Um, that's that's the first one I think that really stands out. Like, I know I wasn't watching it, but I was, like, following it close enough to be like, oh, okay, this is, like, yeah, something kind of went wrong here. Um, so, yeah, that's one that stands out to me. Um Definitely my favorite event, though. I just, I just wasn't, uh, you know, buying the pay per views and all that stuff. Shoot, what did your streamyard just do? Because mine just said that we have one viewer left, which yeah, I was just the same. Way to go, Bob. Sorry. Hey, folks, are you still here? Because we may have yeah, just well, been it like... just went back. Well, that was terrifying. <laughs> um, you know, it's yeah, actually since we're talking I, about I, the I, rumble. I, I'm sure I probably top. said it on here, but um. I went to the Rumble in Phoenix when Becky won. And I think that was the beginning of the end for me for WWF. Yeah. Just because like I'd never been to a Rumble. I'd never been to a stadium show. Like those were the mm-hmm. things I had left. And I loved mm-hmm. that show. Um but it was like after that I had kind of done everything that I wanted to do besides yeah. go to a WrestleMania. Um and then, of course, the follow-up. I think that's really when I started to... Fit did? Yeah. It's when it started. I mean, that's not when I quit watching it, but that's when it started to kind of... And then I'm... AEW came around, and that was it. But What Bobby said has intrigued me. How many of you guys at the start of your wrestling fandom watched the TV, like, a run of the TV? Like, you watched Raw Live... Or did you watch the the Saturday morning like recap? Or like, what? I'm intrigued well, by this. Raw didn't exist when I was <laughs> right, but like that's what like two years into your fandom, 
Would you um, be what you I did not was? watch Raw all the time. Um, I didn't start watching Raw regularly until I took my break. I, I quit watching for a while when after Michaels won, which again I've talked about. That was like right. series finale type deal for me. I was very happy. Um, it's actually hilarious in retrospect to think about that way that I was like, oh, my guy won the title. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, um, But when I came back to wrestling permanently, which was late 98, um, fall of 98, I watched Raw religiously. Um, but when I was a kid, I definitely didn't watch all the time. It was one of those things where, um, and I don't even mean this like, not in like the old, the way people do it, but like I was, I came from a generation where we're like, we played outside and not even if we, not necessarily because we wanted to, like that's what we were supposed to do, go outside and play, you know, leave, leave <laughs> your mom just tells you to go outside and play. So you shut up and go away. Um, so I definitely didn't watch wrestling all the time. Um, it was hit and miss. And then also they had the, we had wrestling on ESPN when we got home from school, right? Which was just incredible every day. That's that TV deal. Like you read about that deal, that's outrageous. Yeah. The idea of that now is unfathomable. There's multiple global USWA. I um, I asked that question because I think people really struggle to grasp that like. The audience for Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever, is not necessarily the amount of eyeballs the the promotion actually has, you know? Oh, like, yeah, it's considerably more than that. Like, I honestly, until I became a full-on nerd, especially here, over, it's different here, right, because of the time. But, like, there's 101 ways even back then to follow a Raw or a SmackDown by actually watching the show front to back or even in any point in real time. Like, and that's think about it now, right? Like, <laughs> I, and I know this is a bit. Like, I get, it, I get, it's a joke. The linear rivals, but like, I do one hundred percent think people overstate that stuff. Like, honestly, if you look at your own fandom, when you know it's different when you get to a certain point and you're like a hardcore, whatever it means, you like watch the show every week. It's like that's not really the norm, right? Like, people just kind of follow and, like, they're really into it. They'll watch every week. If it's a hot show, sure, they'll watch more often. But it isn't life and death to everyone the way it is. Maybe it seems to us in the bubble, if that makes sense. Like, right. there are people that 100 inch drop in and out and, are like, they scroll Twitter on a Wednesday night and say, oh, shit, Cody just did it. That cutter was crazy, right, or whatever. It's like, I just, it fascinates me because when I was a kid, like, I don't know if I watched a full roar until, like, seven years ago <laughs> Fuck no i wasn't watching a full you know what i'm saying like yeah and probably if you ask the broadcaster they would probably be mad at me for that because they <laughs> i didn't watch any of that shit that way it's just i've seen like 90 percent of monday night raws since like january 2000 there you yeah. go so, bye. well well no that's not true anymore but right. it was there for a while yeah, i think I'm my number was higher than that actually anymore. Yeah, I would I would watch it pretty much every week, and if I didn't like, would VCR tape it or whatever. Um, but yeah, usually Monday nights wasn't really doing much unless I was watching football. But yeah, that might be a time slot thing for me. Bob, answer this question. 
Um, 40. There you go. He's a man. He's 40. He's a man. I definitely posted that the day I turned 40. <laughs> I posted that clip. I've been waiting to do it for years. Joe <laughs> doesn't get the reference because it's a college football thing. But... It just pops with the idea of you waiting for years to, like, you're fucking, oh, shit, man, can we get on with this? Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the one thing I was looking forward to when I turned 40 is I could post that video. Do we have um the... Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to just, you know, favorite memory. We did sort of first memories, right? If it was natural to kind of jump to favorites and then we'll bounce around with my... We could do it a different way. My favorites? I have a few. One's tainted, but it was a fun night. The 04 Rumble at my uncle's house. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was great at the time. I mean, obviously, the winner could have done it second or third. Was who <laughs> was, was who it was? But honestly, the moment I remember most about that was when Kurt Angle eliminated Goldberg, and we erupted and cheered because we hated Goldberg and loved Kurt Angle. Well, directly, Brock came out and distracted <laughs> Goldberg, and Kurt dumped Goldberg over. We fucking lost our minds. I don't know, like, I mean, I often sell on here until about you guys bury me, but it's it's definitely a bit now that Bob's favorite is to just get the shit kicked out of him on, on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get what you get. Um, yeah. The FA. Is that what we call it? The FA? <laughs> oh, wait. Let me talk about OA for a second. Yep. The funny part about 08 is. After the show, we were playing pickup football in our apartment complex parking lot. We hit football, hit some lady's car, and she and she shouted at us out the window and cussed us out and told us she'd call the police on us. It's very funny. It was also like twenty degrees outside that night. <clears throat> I was fifteen and freshman in high school, and I could also tell you a very funny story about the week before my brother's Dustin's eighteenth birthday. I remember the day very vividly from like beginning to end, but. <clears throat> Anyways, no, it's nothing, nothing, nothing like that. It was just, uh, there was a, there was like a mysterious package uh, <laughs> that came to the middle school because of the middle school and high school shared the campus. This was Friday, January 18, 2008, by the way. Um, and like this mysterious package showed up to uh, the middle school and they didn't know what it was and ended up being a kid's science project that just wasn't labeled properly. Oh, that's um, incredible. So they thought it was like a bomb. So they sent everybody to, I was in my health class, health slash PE. We were in the trailer out in health. And they walked us, they marched the, like the entire school across into the town into like a church. And we all sat around in a church for like two hours. And then, um, <laughs> and then afterwards we went and had my brother's 18th birthday party at an Italian restaurant next door to a giant rave theater. And then we went and saw Cloverfield because that was the weekend it came out and we all buried it and thought it sucked. And then now years later, I think it's a good movie. Um, so that was the weekend before, but <clears throat> back to the 08 rumble. Um, <laughs> so Cena coming out at 30 was the last legitimate surprise 
even more so than Edge because Edge did his damnedest to. <laughs> I just saw JJ's comment. Edge Edge did his damnedest to deny it, but he denied it so much that it was obvious. I think in a way. Um, Cena's return in 08 was the most shocking Rumble surprise I ever saw. Um, granted, I was not a Cena fan at the time, so we all groaned. But yeah, see, I was in the same boat that I wasn't a Cena fan, and I lost my shit. Yeah, it was it was crazy. We were like, "What?" My favorite part is everybody in the garden. That's that was back when the garden still had its awesome old setup. Yep. This and is 100% out, true, by Everybody the way. lost their shit, and they realized they weren't supposed to cheer him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, JJ's telling the by truth. By the way, here. I want to give Oracle a chance to clear his name. Um, Oracle, please make it clear that you have also been queer, critical of Kurt Angle's no-selling and excessive professional wrestling matches. I want oh, to clear your name. Very, very much so. Yeah. You gotta remember, I was like eleven years old here. Yeah, I know, I, I know that. I just went to. Yeah. Remember one of the first shows Oracle did with us? We made Bob Listy's Rufus Aggression Mount Rushmore, and Oracle shot down like three of the names. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Christian was a pretty big surprise. That one wasn't rumored ahead There's of time, right? One mm. problem that goes against that: it was a surprise, it wasn't rumored, but Jack Crosby predicted it. Oh, well. I mean, he don't get anything right. So I did pop for Christian last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to bring this up because I'm not doing a bit. This match is an all-timer in my in my just personal wrestling grins. Um, this was one of the few wrestling shows that was on at a good time for me here. It was like because it's on like the afternoon for you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took we, I took a half day at work to watch that. So we for some reason agreed that we were gonna watch it together the next day, and. So I had to avoid the spoilers for this show, right? Like, the for this now is hilarious because it was like a Saudi, it was the greatest for But like, I don't know, man. You don't want to watch a greatest for Rumble man who wins, do you? Like, right. it's the whole point of it. So we were going to, the reason we couldn't watch it live, we were going to the cinema for saying, there you go. My brother's and I. So we watched this show like 18 hours on delay. And it's like such a terrible match, right? Like, everyone comes out to silence other than like Randy Orton. <laughs> the place just <laughs> comes up before. And genuinely, Rod Strong and Danielson doing their like 2005 Ring of Honor match in the middle of a 50 man <laughs> Raw Rumble is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then, obviously, Titus, that's oh god, yeah, that's a genuine memory for me of just like pop. It was so bad, man. Yep. Like, and Braun winning it was peak. Like, this show doesn't matter, but we'll frame a bone. Like, oh. That was a time where, to me, like my interest began to wane. But that was a pop in in all the wrong ways. Other than Roddy, obviously. But yeah, I had to bring that up. Sorry. Carry on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I was thinking about this. And I think it's actually true. I think my favorite Rumble moment is is Becky because I was there. Not her winning it, like her coming out and Fit Finley letting her enter. Like, that's the loudest thing I've ever experienced at a wrestling show. I don't even think it comes across as well on TV. Mm-hmm. Watching it back, it doesn't do it justice. I mean, it was loud on TV, but it doesn't do it justice for right. what it felt. I've never felt anything like that. And we kind of all knew it was going to happen, but it was still like, oh, was that, it was incredible. Was that the Rumble match where Bianca and Alexa started? No, it was 2020. Mm. Oh, my yeah. God. 
This is yeah, Becky won the year before. What else happened in that match shoot? Which one? Twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen. I'm trying to like isolate. I'll be honest with you. That was a bad rumble match until Becky came in. <laughs> Owned. That's bad. Um, yeah, it, Becky. He's not wrong. Okay. I'll go Evans, I think, was the first entrant in that match, right? Because that was when I stopped. I was kind of. I was a little bit out at that point, so I don't remember it well. Lacey. Oh, Lacey and Natty. Mm-hmm. Oh God bless. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fair. That makes the moment better, though, in some ways, because you were just waiting, right? Like, yeah. how are they going to do this? Yeah. She replaced DJ Lana Perry. And she opened – that match of Asuka is one of my favorite Becky matches. I love yeah. that match. That's I'm so good. I mean, that, the Rumble itself wasn't great, but it didn't matter because that moment was so great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that show had uh, – Sasha and Ronda was on that show, right? Yes. And Finn and Lesnar. Yep. Was that the one where – um? The one where like AJ and Brian weirdly didn't have any heat because they followed a rumble. Was that the deal? That sounded yeah. Yeah. There was a rumble where they went on after a rumble match and they just wrestled just like psych because people get exhausted, right? Like it's so much there's all these pops, they run out of pops, guys, is what I'm saying. Um <laughs> speaking of such, favorite rumble moment ever. I think it's actually a, a pretty comfortable pick most will share. I've seen some bit in the chat say AJ's the one. I was there that a lot for that. And JJ go. was as well. And uh, I can confirm, I think JJ would agree, it was pretty incredible to be there live for that because yeah, my brother Dustin and I were completely losing our mind. That whole match was awesome. Live, that match was yeah. like, I was Triple H won. I mean, I knew yeah. he would win, but I was still so mad. I was like, fuck this guy. That's so but, awful that he won that thing, man. That's I know. cool. It's just because, remember how big Mox was at the time? Over he was? But like, See to me, this is where they do like they overthink. Do you not if you don't if you're not happy with with Ambrose as an option, and it's like, well, we've just signed this guy called AJ Styles. Like, would you not have been tempted to just be like, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's the answer. You just have AJ win the thing, and he throws AJ, he throws Roman out, and that's your WrestleMania match. And it's like you had the good brothers coming, so you could even use them as his heaters, right? Like. I don't know. I just and the thing is, we all know that was impossible. It was never going to happen, right? Because I don't do stuff that way. But why not? Like, well, he's not popular enough for WWE fans. Well, let him win the rumble. That will figure it. That will fix it. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm not mad about it or anything. Honestly, the 2016, 2017, and 2018 Royal Rumble and 2019, those four Rumble pay per views in a row that all came that all came after the 2014, 2015 disasters. Now, 2015 did have the Brock Triple Threat, which was great. But those back-to-back rumbles were rough. In fact, 2011 was a novelty because it was a 40-man. Yeah. And obviously, Del Rio is a piece of shit. And at the time, it you know it made sense or whatever. Although, I, I remember having a phone argument with Dylan thinking, this Del Rio guy, I don't get it. And he's like, I'm telling you, he's gonna, he's, he's the guy that pushed him well. Um. Tough. <laughs> Trust me. This, in, in fairness to my brother, this was 11 years ago. Um, Still an incredible burial. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, uh, <clears throat> the Rumbles from 2012 to 2015, ugh. 2012 had the, I liked it, like, they had like the, like, it was basically like the equivalent of the 95 Rumble, no star power at all. Everybody thought Randy Orton was going to win. This is the last one in St. Louis, actually, 10 years ago. Um, 
and Seamus won. And uh, our friend Mike always has the uh, story of sitting there sad and distraught <laughs> after Seamus won, silent in the St. Louis arena. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a big Seamus fan, so I pop for that. But I, I remember he and Jericho had a really good final like five-minute stretch. Yeah, because everyone knew Jericho was working punk, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a case where they did the thing, and they've done this a lot with the two titles, where they go, we can get to this match another way. You know, let's just do something different. So I remember that being a thing. Um, the one that Shin won was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 20, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, because like, because the 2012 to 2015 stretch was terrible. Because 2013 had everybody knew Cena was going to win because they were going to do Cena Rock 2. Everybody's waiting for Rock to beat Punk. And the way they did it was so terrible. And, um, 2014, of course, was the first epic Rumble disaster. Mm-hmm. And then 2015 was an even more epic Rumble disaster, the worst book match in the history of the company. Um, so when they had 16 and AJ debuted and they had a really good undercard, I think it was like, I think it was Owens and Ambrose in a last man standing match for the IC belt. Um, there was a pretty good Usos and uh, New Day tag. There was a decent yep. Charlotte Becky match on there. Um of course, the Rumble was 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 a great match. 2017 Rumble, great, great show. Cena, AJ, classic. Um, Roman and, and Owens was excellent. Remember mm-hmm. the one where Jericho's in the shark cage? Um, Rumble match was terrific. 2018 is... That show is like... Um... That show is legitimately one of the best shows WWE's ever done. It's the last it's the last classic WWE pay-per-view, in my opinion. Okay, run me down the rest of that show because I, I forget. Rumble 2018. Had the first women's rumble, men's rumble. I think those alone make it a classic show. Yep. It had Brock, Kane, and Braun on a triple threat, which was not, you know. Um and it had AJ versus Owens and Zayn in a handicap match, which was also, mm. but the um, rumbles were so good, and the ending with Ronda coming out, like that—that's that's the last classic. Like I really like Survivor Series 2018 with Brock and Brian and Ronda and Charlotte too. Yeah. But that's that one's that doesn't quite hit the peak. That 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 that's that's the last. You could make an argument. Twenty nineteen Rumble is a classic show. I, I'd actually listen to that, and not just because because shoots here and he was there, but I, I think it was a great show. Um. But yeah, that twenty eighteen Rumble was special. Mm-hmm. Um, which was the Rumble match where was it twenty eighteen where Ray Junior came back? And they did that thing where they did like the face off, where it was like the the twenty the two thousands guys like twenty eighteen. Yeah, that was a tremendous visual, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they brought Ray on their side, like, like it was, that was good stuff. I like that. Shoot, any other Rumble memories coming on? Um, no, <laughs> which is terrible. That's. I know I'm forgetting stuff that I'm trying to. Th- the, JJ brought up the the year where Punk 
was in the Straight Edge Society and was cutting promos for like the first um, 2010. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it um, was. I really liked the the where Brock was just tossing everyone and then Drew. And I don't That's even like Drew, favorites. but that was That's a great one of my moment. Favorites, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think that's one of the best Rumble matches ever. That's that's kind of genius to me, that match. Like, the way that they they manipulate the crowd and their worst fears about Brock, and they, like, weaponize it, and they, they actually convince the crowd, oh, my God, Brock may just do this forever. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, obviously, valiant babyface Ricochet hits him in the dick, and, they, you know, it allows Drew to knock him out. And that set up, obviously, their match at uh, Crown Jewel, where Brock beat him in 90 seconds. Um but it was okay because he put over Drew. And I do understand you had to make Brock look strong, obviously, because Brock's a guy that's just, you know, he hasn't got enough big wins. The Keith, yeah, the Keith Lee thing was Chad's bringing oh, up. Oh, that ruled, yeah. Yeah. So, so you said 2020 was the one, the woman's one with Bianca and Alexa. Is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. Good God, man. Stuff that their years really blend for me. That feels like too soon. Yeah. I thought the last three women's rumbles were not very good. Okay, now I like yeah. the final. I like the final ten minutes of last year's a lot. Um, no with, crowd heard it, but uh, with Rhea and Bianca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now help. So, tw- so that's twenty twenty. The one I just said mm-hmm. is that the one where at the midway point Charlotte comes out and ruins the match. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she says that doesn't work for me, sister, and goes over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I understand why you don't like that one. Fair. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'll be honest. I don't generally defend them, but I think it's actually really hard to produce two rumble matches. Oh, <laughs> it's very yeah, difficult. It's extremely difficult. I, I yeah. absolutely agree with you there. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think point. other than the men's twenty twenty rumble and the second half of the women's twenty nineteen, the rumble's always fun, right? As a shoot said, yeah. it's always fun. Um, but. I don't think we've seen a great rumble since 2020 men's, which is only two years ago. That match was outstanding. It was so unique, you know? Um, oh, yes, yes. That's what I was just talking about. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I know. It's kind of... No, it's, it's the it's, pandemic, it's, man. It's, it's the pandemic years partly, you know? Yeah, it's it kind of, things get kind of, you know... I can't fathom that was two months before everything. Just We had no crowds. Like, I know. That yeah. was such a magical... And what's great about it is the Brock part is genius. But then, like, none of us are big fans, but then having the edge pop is like... To carry it over, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I popped huge for Edge. I I actually like Edge more than than you guys do. Right. I I still think he's a little overrated, but I like him a lot. Yeah, that was a great moment. Whether you like him, dislike him, love oh, him, hate right? him, it, it was, was cool. special. It was cool. Yeah, this was the one I was at. It didn't <laughs> bother me at the time. In retrospect, it bothers me. <laughs> yeah, that was during know. the stretch where I liked Rollins. There was a brief stretch where I liked Rollins. Me too. Mm. I liked it when he was like the baby face Intercontinental champ and he was like Yeah, twenty eighteen. I, I thought I thought he was pretty good for, for the most part. The Ziggler feud went on way too long and I started to turn even before the Ambrose turn, which was terrible. I already they did started like... to turn. I liked Rollins in this I liked Rollins in the first half of twenty eighteen as a baby face. The second half of twenty eighteen I'd already turned on him. Rollins yeah. and Dolph. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. And then I kinda came back a little bit and then they right, had that for the TV mania match. Build. Yeah. They had a TV match that like really was I thought tremendous on Raw, like in a main event. They did, yeah, but and, I did, uh, it just went on and on and, and then on. The Iron Man match happened. It was like, well, 
Yeah. You know. Was, <laughs> there you go. Fifteen years ago now. Oh God. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Wow, that's incredible. Generation Next was like seventeen years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and arguably the strongest performer of the of the whole lot had a t- DM argument with Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Does stuff like ever pop you guys like like I it it's incredible. I sometimes I forget and someone will remind me. There's a real like I'll be talking about a hook and talking about great years. I'll be like, you remember when you just left him out of that feature and got fucking owned by Taz and stuff? But I was watching um, the other, uh, just yesterday. I watched the Dusty where Aries brings Roddy in with him as his tag partner, which for the time for me was a really big deal. And I'm not watching it, and I'm like, this guy got like owned by Bob O'Neill. Twitter, like actually, like got got like ratioed and like dunked into a blue by Bob O'Neill. And I don't say that to not you, Bob. I mean, like, if it was any of us, it'd be funny, right? Like, yeah, it's stuff like that. It's just so weird to me. Twitter allows them to be so, so terribly human. <laughs> it takes yep. the aura away a lot, you know. <laughs> okay, so this seems like a good time to do the bit I've been building to all night. So here we go, folks. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. I do. I, this is where I love Shoe is that he he switched out the the overlays. You know, like we could have come back with the line going between Oracle's head. Eddie didn't do that. He's a pro. Yes. I want to um, transition this conversation a little bit. Is the Royal Rumble the greatest concept match type attraction in that regard, like ever? In terms of like a specialty stipulation match sort of thing? Yeah. In the sense that we all agree that literally anyone could be in the Rumble match and we're going to watch the Rumble. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I think like a War Games Elimination Chamber sort of thing is up there too, but like I think the Rumble's above that. The other thing with the Rumble is too, and this is what concepts, and TNA learned this many a time, bless Double J. Good God, shoot, just came back and switched that and then left again. <laughs> The opening of the Rumble is, it has, it's so simple, right? Yeah. Anyone can enjoy the Rumble. And even if they find wrestling boring, there's a pop to be found in just looking at the, you know, seeing who's coming out. Like, it feels like it's the best ever. Oracle, what do you think? Yeah, I've had friends come over the last few years and watch the Rumble, and they enjoy it. Um, Sadly, I'll be watching it by myself, I think, this weekend for the first time ever in my life, which sort of saddens me. Sorry to hear that. But it will be fine. I also another thing is with the rumble, I don't I don't like to like I could be on the timeline, but like I hate like I used to do it all the time. I hate being on the timeline when I'm trying to watch a, watch a big yeah. show. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably just watch and cry myself. 
No, not really. It'll 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 be fun. I'll be fine. It'll be you know, fine. We'll get to we'll get to jump on the jump on the review here uh, on on the on the free stream and uh, yep. discuss it on Sunday. Yes. We, we should probably figure out the time to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's fun. Ideally, Bob, before... I'm, I'm to mute the games and do it during the games, but I don't know how you're feeling about that. We can. I mean, I'd like to do it before, but if you want to do it during them, it's fine. What time is there. before? <laughs> um, I think Awfully it's early. No, it what is let me pull up the schedule real quick. I believe it's like three thirty Eastern is the first game. Um won't be in until later. We'll say we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We but can it, whatever we're gonna do, I don't care, it'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, I thought about that because I but I think Joe's right about doing it on Sunday, but I also yeah. know that see I'm good with muting it, but I, I know like I mean, I'll have the games on, but I wanted to know how Bob felt about that. Yeah, it's going to be like an hour or whatever, right? We're not going to sit here all day and do it's, it. You know, it's America's game. We all know Bob's very patriotic, so I understand. Um, you know this AEW thing? <laughs> There's some reason to believe they wouldn't be good at Rumble. However, you know Shoot mentioned the element of like guys you don't see touch all the time? Mm-hmm. That's a lost art. AEW would still have that part. Yes. They, they, we talk about how like conservative he is as a matchmaker. There'd be some matchups we would pop huge for. They've never mm. been on the screen at the same time. Them doing a rumble would be interesting. Very interesting. Um, what else is on that list in terms of concepts? And... Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> um. Oh dear. That wasn't like a technical error either. Oracle made a very clear. He's gone. Yeah, he just left. I was going to say Hell in a Cell, but they've just done it way too much. Um, money in the Bank. Mike. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. Money in the Bank. Still... I'm sorry. You're fine. Go ahead, Bob. Sorry. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Is Money in the Bank overdone now too? Because like I still like those matches usually. I, yeah. I like the matches more than like the actual right. execution of the concept. It's definitely a cool concept. I think their inability to get truly creative with it has really hamstrung it, though. Yeah. There is stuff you could do with that concept that they've never explored, and instead they have their one thing they do, and they've just... Mm. I also think, and I've said this before, and I did a feature about it before, like, I think it's a complete myth that it's like a star-making machine. Yeah. I think it's done it for, like, two people ever. Like, even if you look at... Like, who has it truly transformed the career trajectory of? Because, like, I think there's something to be said for Edge as the original one because the cashing was so great. But, like, Edge was a big deal. Like, surround. there's a lot that happened surrounding the briefcase that made him important on the show in that year. Like, Yeah, because, I mean, like, the thing about Edge, he probably would have been champion a couple of years before that if he didn't break his neck and miss, you know, 20 months or whatever. Because they were, they were warming him up in that SmackDown... Uh... That SmackDown run in, uh, you know, the end of 2002. He was going to be the guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's he's still one of the names you would list, but it isn't... Like, there's more at play there with the stuff that happened in his life too, right? I mean, Edge became the top heel for a range of reasons around that time. <laughs> yeah. You get what you get. Um, Seth is definitely one. But again, was the heat in Seth having a briefcase or was the heat in turning on the shield? Yeah. Punk is interesting because Punk had two cracks at it. The first one didn't work. The second one did. When 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 Seth turned on the shield, I was working at summer camp in college. 
and I had left with WWF television still being really strong, even after like the Brian Kane feud and stuff. And they had already announced Brian would may you know may have to relinquish the belt, right. but he hadn't done it yet. And they're still in the midst of the Shield Evolution feud, and I remember looking up the result raw results and like when I came home at the at the end of the summer, it was more like the first of August. I came home and like wasn't the same company it had been three months prior. My God. <laughs> It did. <laughs> Oracle, what do you think about money in the bank as a star making tool? Do you think it's a real thing or do you think it's kind of become law? <laughs> it's not real. The Rumble's a star maker still. I think, yeah. or, or, well, it can be. <laughs> I think it helped Bianca a lot last year. It's just that they decided to hurt her. I think um, there is a real, there's real evidence that it really is just. It's a plot device, right? I fucking hate it. Sick of it. Yes, I do too. And they've and they've and they love it, and they're basically going to make it the big four now. Yeah, it's basically a big five, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing stadium shows with it. It's they they they're in love with it. I can't stand it because yeah, I'm the same. They've they've yeah. run through every possible. I mean, they've run through every and and look look at the winners we've had. Mm-hmm. Look what they do! Like and look, I love Biggie, but the way he won the title was fucking terrible. Well, this is the thing. Here's part of the problem. Look, it's just uh... part, I have issues with the concept of it. Let's be honest. Part of the problem is they do no planning, so they don't know where the belt's going. So they just pick a guy and they figure yeah. it out later. That is insane. That can't be the way you do it. Like with Corbin, they legitimately picked him and then got like a couple months into him. It's like, well, shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, they picked Otis, and then they had a comedy Perfect, feud with yeah. Miss. And like, I get it, it's Otis, but why did you even give it to him? I think. I firmly believe. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's my least favorite thing that they do. I actually get mad talking about it Fair. because I, I'm so sick of it. Oh my God. I'm so fucking <laughs> sick of it. The last time Money in the Bank was a show that I really enjoyed and valued was 2013. Because the summer 2013 was so good, right. and they had the they had the world title one with 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 the with the real Americans and and Ambrose and the Shield interfered and Cesaro was doing mm-hmm. like crazy power spots with the ladder and uh, the one with Cody uh, Cody and Sandow broke up and and um, the main event was great because it had like a star studded main event and RVD came back and they were in Philadelphia and Orton won and Heyman turned on Punk and that's that's the last one I thought. Money in the Bank had value. I it think did because they had the angle where Orton, you know, pinned right. Brian at the end of SummerSlam, and and you know, off to the races they were. Rather, of course, all the road road roadblocks and mm. things that 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 came with that. But afterwards, I, I just you know they could have retired it then and there. I think it's become an excuse to not build stars properly, and a shortcut. And what happens is once they lose that belt, they go exactly back to the position they were in before. Because what they do when they have the briefcase is they say, okay, that person's fine. We can just beat them every week on TV. So that when the belt and the briefcase is gone, you're back to square one with these guys. The money you know, in the bank felt like a big deal the first five, like the whole time the first five years. Right. Kennedy winning and then getting hurt and giving it to Ed. But it was still young into the process and it was a big mm-hmm. deal. And even though I hated the angle, and I think it really hurt SmackDown's quality, it was a big deal. Right. Well, folks, we're entering the fourth hour here. 
Uh, we have set a little bit different plan. We've, we're never yeah. normally allowed to do this because shoot, you know, rules of an iron fist, obviously. Um, we'll see you for the fourth hour. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Oracle of Wrestling here. We have breaking news live, 2.06 a.m. Eastern Time, 1.06 a.m. Central Time, uh, 7.06 a.m. wherever the hell Joe is. Um, he is producing this segment. Uh, <clears throat> I am here joined with Robert O'Neill. Uh, breaking news, folks. Breaking news. This afternoon, I got a massive scoop uh, that was shocking and revealing and stunning, to be frank. Um, from what I understand, Bob O'Neill has been suffering through some knee injuries of late. Uh, he's been trying to heal up since his last Big Dome show. But rumors have been flying rampantly all over that Robert O'Neill is in St. Louis. He's been spotted in St. Louis. He's close to the Dome in St. Louis. There are reports that he will be in the building tomorrow at the Royal Rumble. And I have to ask you, Bob, first and foremost, are you in St. Louis? I am. I'm a little alarmed that I was spotted. I haven't left my house today, but uh, I am in St. Louis. Well, you know, we, you know, technology is pretty advanced, so uh, just you know, keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> are you going to be in the building, the Dome in St. Louis, tomorrow evening for the Royal Rumble? I will be at the uh, what is it, the Dome at America Center? I believe is what it's called now. I'll be there. Uh, looking forward to that. Should be exciting. <clears throat> Are your knees healed up? I, I I understand this is this this is a big moment because, if I'm not mistaken, in Las Vegas, your knees were a problem. Is that is 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 that correct? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I'm uh I'm thinking it's going to be okay. Um, you know, I've uh, definitely prepared a little more. Have an aisle seat at the venue. Um, Good. You know, going to be able to sleep in my own bed. Got the home field advantage, kind of. That's a big thing. Okay. What do you think the crowd reaction will be when you show up to your aisle seat? I hope it's cheers, man. You know, I hope they're just happy to see me. You know, uh, I, I like to think I'm kind of a big star still and uh, just hope I'm still over. <clears throat> uh, I want to bring in uh, 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 the producer and, and uh, a fellow – Hello, uh, colleague of ours, Joe. Uh, in in if if he wants to add any more mm. questions here, this is huge news. Yeah, I want to. Um, I know why you didn't touch this one, Oracle, because it's a little bit controversial. But I think people know my opinions, and it's, I'm the person to say it. Bob, how do you respond to the allegations that you exclusively work the Saudi Arabia shows um, as a as a proud show of your political beliefs? 
You don't have a comment on that right now. Like, I just, uh, I don't well, think I, I mean, that. It's, it's been four years. If it was like now or never in terms of comment, we wait a long time, you know? I mean, even Austin brought up on the Broken Skull session. You didn't, you didn't have much to offer in that regard, Bob. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like the right time to talk about it. Do you expect it to be any heat when you sit down in your aisle seat based on the fact that you loudly cheered Eve Marie at SummerSlam 2021? I hope not. You know, I hope we can just yeah. let bygones be bygones. Do you ever intend to dye your hair red again? No, that, that was a mistake. I'm not going to go back to that. After you dye your hair red, did you regret it based on the fact that her hair was then pink? Yes. That makes sense. <clears throat> Uh, if 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 Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, will you will you uh, charge the ring in, in excitement? Yes. What does that look like? You charging the ring? <laughs> are you like mauling, but you pushing people out of the way, or are you just sort of slowly walking up? Yeah, everyone's just trying to leave, you know, because the show's yeah. over, and I'm just going down <laughs> the stairs instead. <laughs> That would actually be a great video, man. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine? Now, here's a question. This is this is a different one. I'm going to send this, this is to Oracle, mixing up a little bit. What are the chances that when Brock Lesnar throws Big E out last to win the Royal Rumble, you immediately send Bob a scathing message being mad about this? <laughs> <laughs> I may have to now. That's a, that's a good idea. You remember when, when Samoa Joe beat Karrion Cross and Bob immediately messaged me, that man just sucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, like I asked. <laughs> that ruled so much, man. That weekend was... That's the best ever. Like We had first dance, we did this show. Oracle came on from from Vegas and you had that incredible shot of him where he did the, uh, the lily in a the lily oh, yeah. in a box, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then we had SummerSlam, and everyone was so happy for Bobby that his favorite wrestler came back. The next night, no one in the world is watching NXT other than me. I'm doing, I'm doing a victory lap because my guy's back, and Bob immediately DMs me. That match sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Just got owned by him. That was terrible. I think Bobby's going to be – Sunday could go poorly for me with this Ronda thing. You guys are going to really – you're going to, you're gonna, you know – Unite on this one, I feel, right? I'm a bit concerned about it. So, we talked about this some this morning, Joe. Or yesterday morning for you, I suppose. Yeah. Or yesterday afternoon for you. Right. Uh, Very confusing, <laughs> isn't it? I know. I can't help it, but I do want to talk about the Rumble, if that's okay. It's fine. I'm, I actually, um, I'm kind of excited, so I'm not. Um, I'm not against it. We'll have we'll have lots of. There'll be big Punk MJF discussions hopefully next week. Um, I'm right. I'm very excited for that. Um, but as far as the Rumble goes, and 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 I, and, I, and and Joe and I were talking about it earlier. And Bob, I kind of want your input here as well. I feel like the women's rumble is more interesting, even though they've announced some late some some late entrance today on SmackDown and kind of whittles down the uh, fantasy surprises and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I still think we'll get a couple of big ones. I think the women's rumble is more interesting on paper this year than the men's. 
Um, Joe kind of disagreed with that because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, what I mean by that is, is I think, Joe, you said that because there isn't that many room, there isn't that many obvious yeah. winners or whatever that it's actually more interesting. Which I, which I, I think, think is an interesting discussion, but for me as a nerd, the men's rumble benefits from how bad that, that kind of talent pool is now in terms of mm-hmm. guys they've built, because I just find it interesting. I, unless they do the Brock thing, which is like, whatever, I legitimately don't know who wins that match, which I guess tells me it's Brock, right? <laughs> right, right. But it's kind of like with the. I think it's just become a trend in recent years. The women's roster is just better than men's. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though I think it's a lot that Ronda wins, which makes it less interesting, because I'm convinced she's there. Like the yeah. way people are talking about it, it seems like done. But like, other than her, even if you take her out of it, the, the talent pool is more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know. It's just the way it is. And I'm glad Sasha's in it too. That 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 excites me. Um, Bob, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you think the men's or, or or women's match is more interesting? Yeah, I think the women's match is probably more interesting. I think it definitely uh, got even more interesting tonight because I didn't think we were going to see Sasha, um, and she's someone who I think um, is obviously contender um you know it was rough for a little bit when it's like oh charlotte's in the match it's like the big attraction so it's gonna be you know her bianca i guess and like i like bianca that would have been fine but like you know when charlotte's one of your two best options it's not ideal but yeah you got this you know rumor about ronda now you might get alexa to show up you know you might get uh, oscar to show up you might get am i, you know, am I on an island with this alexa thing have i don't yet- think you are I, I i think i think you made a fair point there I, I kind of want to break, and I know you guys did this on Monday. No, go um, go for it. But, but we have an hour left, and I kind of want to fill up some time and yeah. have the, have some rumble discussion. Good. Um, I I mulled over uh, who you know some candidates were to win, and I was mainly mainly focusing on the women's match because I don't think there's many many at all from the men. Um, yeah. Sasha throws a wrench into things, right? Because she's she I think she's a clear candidate to win. I think okay. she's maybe more of a dark horse. But yes, I, she's never won it, and they love to give accolades in this company, right? Right. So that's something that they could do. But the 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 four candidates, and then we'll include her. She's the fifth now. The four people that I thought, okay, here are the ones that could win. Hmm. And I'll explain each one. Okay. Five, I guess. Right. Ronda. Yes. Who do we agree that's our current pick? Yes, that's my current, my current pick as yes. well. And and by the way, I, I I know I know Bob will be back soon. I think Bob makes a fair point that she may not be back till after Mania. Yeah. I, I I doubt it, but I, I don't think it's crazy that he thinks that. If she um, was coming back full time, I would see it. I think this is ideal for WrestleMania personally. Right, That's just right. me. basically Mania season only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, second is Charlotte. I mean, this is this is this is in no particular order. Third is Nikki Bella. Oh my God! And and and, and like I'll explain each one because most of these I don't really think. I think there's I think there's three top candidates now. Before there's only two. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got Ronda, Charlotte, Nikki Bella. You know what? Let's go with six. <laughs> Naomi. Yeah. 
I, I, I know, I know, but, 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 but there's, but every, everything has a different angle and reason to it. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. I think it's going to happen, right? Of uh, course, yeah. Okay. So Rhonda, Charlotte, Nikki, Bella, Naomi, Bianca, Sasha. Okay. Rhonda. The rumors seem to indicate this is the case, right? Yes. Uh, I also think it helps that I could be wrong because I don't I don't sit here and, and vet all these people's social medias. Rhonda doesn't seem to be teasing much about it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is 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 showing the hand that they will be there. Yeah. Um I think Somebody made a point. Um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, might have been Trevor, if you know who I'm talking about. Um, who uh, pointed out that uh, if 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 they tease, they're going to be in it. They're probably not going to be in it. Which I think is a fair point to say. Yes, and I will go one step further. Uh, firstly, yes, Meech, that's correct, but I know there's heat there. No, um, to just to be clear, this is another thing for the Ronda candidacy. Sasha coming back tonight is a big clue. She mm-hmm. was winning that match, brother. She come back on Saturday. <laughs> she came sure. back tonight because she's not the headline tomorrow. Ronda is. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point, Joe. Mm-hmm. I like that argument. I just don't see a world in which if I've got the pence when I'm putting her over in the Rumble, um, I'm doing Cena 2008. That would have been a huge shock. If she came out of 30, mm-hmm. yeah. you, there's no I'm, – I'm convinced of it. That, yeah. to me, was the biggest tell of all. But, yeah. Charlotte is the second one. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. think about the WWE and who they are. Think about who Oh, Charlotte it's always is. possible. Yeah, it's always possible. You know, it's it's always possible. That bullshit is always possible. We, we, we can't rule that out. Third candidate is Nikki Bella. And the only reason I put her in the discussion is because of all the past legends and part-timers and impact women's champions <laughs> and so on and so forth. I think she's the most likely of those candidates. She's got like a less than 2% chance of winning the thing, probably less than one. Um, but I think of, of anybody, she would be the most likely. That's why I put her there. That's, that's the angle. I don't mm-hmm. think she's going to, but I think that, you know, I I put her in there for that reason alone. Um, Naomi. Here's why I say Naomi. I think she makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't like this storyline. I don't care for the song if it's gone on and on and on. But it would make sense if she won. It'd be a sensible pick. You could you could get her over in that rumble match with with a live crowd and and, oh, and have sure. oh, yeah. her and win. It's not going to happen. I don't think it will. Almost no chance. Mm-hmm. But I think she's a sensible pick. That's why I have her there. Uh, yeah. Then we have Bianca, who I think is another very sensible pick and in, in, in a lot of ways maybe the right pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and her being the first woman to win back to back would be kind of a neat stat that they would love to play up to. Yeah. There's she's a story there. There's right. a logistical, yeah. a logic, you know, uh, you know, a, 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 a story that's, that's there for them to, to, to fit that into. Um, it could help her become 
an even bigger star maybe. Yep. Um, but I, I, I have obviously very serious doubts now, and it's a shame. Um, I'm not going to, you know, have a fit over it unless, well, depending on how she's eliminated, then I might have a little bit of a fit. I want to um, talk about that some um, quickly because this is interesting. The, I just pulled up the, the, the betting odds. This is just on one Brit site, so it may be different. But right now, Ronda is a heavy, <laughs> heavy favorite. Yeah. Bianca's okay. at two, Banks is at three, Alexa's at four, Liv is at five. Wow. Six is Bailey. I don't think four or six are going to be in the match. No. I don't think Liv's got a shot, right? Am I being. No. She'll, no. I actually think Liv might be the Iron Woman. That'd be a good spot for her. I'd like to see um, that. I, I think they might give her that little push there. She'll, she'll probably go 30, 45 minutes in the match. Am I um, wrong in saying Ronda over Bianca for the Becky match? If that's what they do, to be clear. Because I think there's a chance they do Ronda and Charlotte. I really do. But if instead mm-hmm. they do Ronda versus Bianca, sorry, Ronda versus Becky taking Bianca's spot, is that not peak, like, short-term oh. WWE? Oh, yeah. Just... That, that, that's peak them. Yeah. Um, the last candidate, and then and then we'll kind of get to the scenarios and stuff. Right. Sasha winning, I think, is actually more more likely than Bianca now that now that she's in the match. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think Ronda's winning this. Don't get me wrong, but I think she's more likely. I think Sasha's more right. likely than Bianca because I think Sasha will have a prominent match at WrestleMania. That's the elephant. I'm, in the room. I'm still not. I'm still not. I think it's total fantasy still at the same, but at the same time, I still think there's a a small light of. Maybe we can get Trish and yeah, I do too. And then we got Trish and Lita, and we can do Bailey and Sasha. And I, so, I, I still think that's a thing we might get. Um, that's 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 kind of what I'm plugging those those Sasha and Bailey in for. Bailey will be back just in time, right? Just in time, and it'll work a tag match, and she can, you know, that's uh, the expect expected here, though. This is so, this is the thing that I think people lose sight of. Just a few years ago, this is how it worked for the women you had the two title matches, and everyone was in a battle royale. I don't know about you guys. I think that can't be the case this year. The women's roster is stronger than the men's. I think you need mm-hmm. to find a featured match, whether it's title or not for Banks, Bianca. I think you need to find one for Rhea, Liv. Yeah, I think they really mm-hmm. need to. I, I think they need to showcase these women. And I don't think it's it's not going to hurt ticket sales. It's WrestleMania. Okay, can we? Go. we go they're going to be over minutes. too. I think these. I think they're going to be over. I think the matches can be over. Can we I'm kick around some that. programs for WrestleMania? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what do you think the best scenario? Again, we we think we all assume one way, but what so do you think the best me, scenario is for the titles? First? Let me let me real quick, Joe. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I, I I jokingly said it, but I'll say it the way I did earlier because it's funny. When I said this morning about Charlotte and Ronda and Ronda coming out, mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen is Charlotte's going to go like have like a mini Brock heel run because it's yeah. Charlotte, and she's going to come out and make her mean faces and you know that face she does. Or she like, you know, like a like, <laughs> and then bad reputation is going to come out, and Ronda's going to come stomping down like a like a pouting kindergartner, like she always does, and you know the place will explode, and she'll eliminate Charlotte, and that'll set up their match. I I, I think you've convinced me that they're that, that's that's going to be it, right? Um, which sounds kind of weird because she'll eliminate Charlotte and then she'll want to face her again, but you know it's WWE; they'll find a way. Yeah, um, I just 
I, I, look, I know it's them, but even I am like, man, can you really get this deep in this Becky Bianca thing and then be like, well, <laughs> we got Ronda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, here's the thing. I still think Becky Bianca is very – Bianca. Um, Becky, <laughs> Becky, uh, Ronda. I don't know what that was. That was like Bianca and Ronda in one, yes. in one word. Um, but <clears throat> I, I still think Becky and Ronda is a possibility, a very strong one. Oh, it is. Um, Definitely. But yeah, we can we can we we can toy around with the mania with the mania. So run up a little bit. Who wins? Now here's the thing: this year more than ever, you have two nights, and there are less men than any time in recent memory that need to be on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of battle royal candidates on this show. Okay, <laughs> I think I would like I would like them to have something at WrestleMania for um, Banks is the obvious one. If she's not in a title match, she needs a major match. I think Liv, I think Bailey, if she's around, I think Alexa, I think Rhea, and even Asuka. I think these are all women that on Star Power deserve to have a match. Yes. I mean, I think, like, look, if you go one, but Alexa Banks, Bailey, these are all bigger stars than dudes that are going to be on this show, right? Mm-hmm. So is Liv. Yes. <laughs> like, on a two night mania, they're going to have some, like, they're going to do like a Baron Corbin match, you know? Yeah. So the problem I have is I don't see any interesting <laughs> any interesting programs about among those names. I don't either. So like here's the thing, like if if I think about it now, we're what? 9 weeks away? Sure. Yes. If if, if, <laughs> yeah. if I think about it now, tough see we're get roman and roman and 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 brock are main eventing one night yes. probably the last one and ronda's main eventing the first night either against becky or charlotte um some people think they've even presented the idea that it might be a triple threat again oh god which no. is just you know that's a it's not appealing. You can't all. do that again. No. Um, but it would not stun me. No, I know. But... You can you can argue that that Survivor Series finish was left open ended. Well, Lynch that's the thing. Like, I just like so... another singles match between them because it was open ended. It was a good match, and like you can just do that and do Ronda and Becky later. Finish the Becky and Bianca stuff, and you know, do Ronda but... and Becky at SummerSlam, or keep them away from each other for a year. Okay, I have a. I am, I'm sorry, we're going to, but I'm intrigued by this. How do you guys feel about giving Sasha the, uh, just throw everything else out the window and be like, look, she's not in the title match. We want to give her a chance to have the best match of the weekend. How do you guys feel about Io Shirai eliminating her from the Rumble, setting up their Mania match? It's fine. As the like woman that. equivalent of what Sean did for all those years where they just kind of said, who's the best guy on our roster put him with Sean for WrestleMania, you know? Do you, do you think they would do that, or is that just a fan? Absolutely not. That's just okay. my. I, I'm, I'm now not, looking I'm not, at this. I'm not trying to like troll. No, no, I get you. It's a good question. I'm just looking at this mm-hmm. lineup. I want to find ways to get these women on the card because I think their star power deserves it. See, my problem is I'm trying to think of what they're actually going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough. So I'm 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 stuck. Look, they're doing Roman Brock. I don't know who's going to have the title going in. No. Um. I'm I'm still debating on on how that's going to happen. I think Brock's going to win the Rumble. 
and I think Roman's going to retain. But some people have sort of convinced me that Rollins may win the belt too, and I don't know how to how to how to handle that. Um, which makes me believe. Listen, depending on how the match layout is, do do we think they open with a rumble match? Probably. I think the men's rumble match is main eventing. So see, here's the thing: the layout's critical. Yes, it is absolutely. Hmm. No, you're right. I think you're right, Bob, because I can't think a scenario with the layout of, well, either way it would work. I think you open with one of the two men's title matches and then I agree. If it's Brock and Lashley, you have Lashley win and then you have all night for Brock to still get in the rumble. Mm -hmm. But then what does Lashley do at WrestleMania? There's a lot of guys on Raw. Like we've talked about this. Like I know it's guys that he's, but, yeah, they, but they, they're guys. No, I know. Who does he? Well, who, who does he do a world title match with at WrestleMania? Um, you do Owens. Owens is a heel. You flip him. You got time. He's he's not. You just like, flip though. Yeah, that's true. Um, you Styles. You flip him too, but he's not in the tag team anymore. Um. You do one of Riddle or Wharton if you really want. I don't want each other. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. I just I look. You guys know. I'm gonna be honest. I would love for Bob to beat Brock. I've seen no match for Bob WrestleMania. I just think of the two big title matches, like it makes the most sense. But that might just be me not wanting yeah, to deal with. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, but I think it's that's just us not being Seth fans. Wait, I Bobby's think- a face now. Yeah, they could oh, they, probably do. I think I think an Owens feud is possible. I think because they could have Blashy like sort of be kind of de, kind of a de facto face. And that's Owens such a weak Owens. mania program, though, man. Oh, oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's that's. Listen, I love Lashley, but if he wins, it's his match gonna be mid card. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like that's why I just think it's a shame. Like it's just. Like in an ideal world, there's like options we love and we have to pick between the ones we like instead of trying to find one that we like, you know? Um, do you think, quick, quick, because I'm looking at these odds and I'm, I'm intrigued, is Liv Morgan in the Battle Royale at WrestleMania? Or does she have a match? wonder if they just like throw her in a tag team for a month or whatever, just put her there instead. Do like a big women's tag yeah. match with... Carmel and Zelina and the Bellas and Liv and a friend and. Well, do we think Alexis coming back as a babyface or heel? And what what character is that? Because I think we should try and like, and I know this is not going to happen, but I'm just having a conversation. You know, we're just talking ideally here. It feels like it's high time that they normalize non-title women's feuds rather than just saying, "Oh, you want it in the title match, you're in on te- you know, eight-man tag." It, yeah. I brought it up already. But I honestly think there's a chance they do Bailey and Sasha versus Trish yes, and Lee in a WWE type match. Mm-hmm. There's yes, not going to be any titles on the line, and they just do it as a big tag match. And that, and it's two nights. They'll go out there and give them twenty. I just, you know, I think there are names here, and I'll say them again: Alexa, Liv, uh, Rhea, Naomi, 
Asuka. Mm-hmm. If they were dudes, they would have a match. Oh, I know. I know they would. And, it's bullshit. Uh, and it's it's like, bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it would be nice if they got created. Like, you could do... Alexa and Liv is a fine non-title program. They have a seven, eight-minute match from WrestleMania, you know? Rhea and Asuka. Maybe not that. They don't have good chemistry. Scratch that. Rhea, <laughs> Rhea and someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. I just think he's sad. Like, he shouldn't be that way, brother. He shouldn't. The question but... is, Ronda or Charlotte or Ronda and Becky? And oh, then, if, yeah, that's, that's key. If, if they do Ronda and Charlotte... I think we do get Becky and Bianca. I agree. The question is, do, what about exactly? Yeah. If 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 they do Ronda and Becky, who does Charlotte get? Naomi. I mean, it could just be Banks. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it could be Sasha. But I really want to see this Sasha. I've convinced. I worked myself into a shoot over this Sasha. Bailey. What about Rhea? Trish Lee to tag for Charlotte. She finally <sighs> they have good chemistry. <laughs> She finally actually beats her, and you could kind of put a bow on that. Yeah, that's not happening. That'd be yeah. wonderful, though. Rhea um, feels like she's full like fodder at this point, huh? She yeah. feels like a lock for the battle royal. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, and like Grin, this is fair, and I know you're actually saying you don't know, and I don't really know either. But I have watched enough of TVs like in the last couple months to know that Rhea and Liv are more over than most dudes on that show. And we yes. all agree they're going to be in the Battle Royal. I don't know, man. I think, I do think Electra is an interesting factor in this. I think she's coming back in, um, they're doing a show in Columbus next month. Mm-hmm. I think that's where she'll come back. That's where she left, right? Yes. So She's an interesting factor because I do think there is a world in which that is Charlotte's program. But I don't know what that looks like because I can't figure out what they're doing with her, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, I don't think she's in the Rumble, though. I'm pretty sure of that. I mean, I could be wrong. I usually am. But I feel like you would have probably not done it the way they did it <laughs> if she was in the Rumble, right? It feels like it. I don't know. Ask yeah, you would, you would think so. Like... Because would they do three vignettes? I mean, and it wasn't like you know coming to the Royal Rumble or whatever. On the it last was the one. opposite. They yeah. ended it like mid. It feels it felt to me like there's more vignettes. Which mm-hmm. sorry to hear that, but that's what it felt like. Um, her being fourth is kind of fascinating because I feel like I'm I'm missing something. I mean, on one hand, like it's kind of fun to not really know who it's going to be, but like. Kind of feels like we know it's going to be, though. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think, I think Mandy Rose will be in the match. Grim brings her up. She's not going to win it, but I think she'll be in the match. The crazy thing is, there's like 24 announced spots for the women now, and there are like 12 rumored surprises around. Yeah, well, you got COVID, and you have to kind of. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um... I think it's an interesting time. I think we're at a point where it's like times 10 what we would talk about in 2018 where how many dudes need to be on the WrestleMania card? Seriously, like yeah. need to be. 10? I mean, honestly, I'll pull up the roster, okay? We'll go through this WWE roster right now and we'll figure out 
which dudes, if we had the pencil, we have to make a point of featuring and not in the Battle Royal. Mm. Okay? Fun game? Yeah. All right. Now, here we go. Okay, AJ Styles needs a match, right? He can't be in the Battle Royal. Yes, correct. Bob, you keep count. You're good at maths. Okay, so one. <laughs> Big E. Yes. Bob Lashley. Yes. Brock Lesnar. Yes. Okay. Edge. Yes. That five? Five, yes. What is this if, if they're going to have a match on the show outside they, of Battle Royal? Yeah, if they like, it would be crazy down the Battle Royal. So we got five. Uh, Seth. Keep, keep, keep doing up. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Seth. Okay. Mm -hmm. KO. I guess. I mean, he missed one, but it feels like it would be on this one. Orton. And is that it on Raw, would you say? Orton and probably Riddle, just because they're going to be working each right. other. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So oh, now, would you say. Everyone else you could see being Battle Royal on the Raw side. Just based on what they're doing with Austin Theory, I don't think he's going to be in the Battle Royal. Oh, I've, shit. Yeah. yeah. So, but still, that's 10. So. Okay. So, and like, there's guys like Ray who I think they'll find a spot for in like the multi team. You mm -hmm. know, I don't think Ray's getting a big single, singles program. SmackDown. Probably about four. Yeah. If Drew's healthy, he's one. Mm hmm. Good lord. I guess like all of New Day and the Usos, but right, like I kind of have them they're the tag match, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll be made like whatever they decide to do with the tag belts, those two teams are gonna be in it. So they're they're capable. for. Um Roman Roman Drew. That's about it. I don't think like Shinsuke and Sammy should be in the Battle Royal, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were. Right. That's, yeah, to be clear, there's obviously a lot of guys here that I think should be in a better spot. But, yeah. I mean, Shin being in the, rump, the Royal Battle Royal feels like it could 100% happen. So Yes. Yeah, I don't know. And then on the women's side, I think we already named like, a similar amount. So maybe a little, little bit less, but it's just... It's an, there was a time where it was a headache trying to get everyone on. I don't think that's the case anymore. No. So congrats, budget cuts, I guess. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I'm most excited for Bob and Brock tomorrow. So I just looked at the cage side seat rumors roundup. Do you want me to do, do you want me to tell you the things that I've just read? Yes. Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> I think Jason uh, from the chat mentioned something on here, but I'm going to go ahead and read it from what I read. Um, oh my god, is this a scoop? Hang on a second, Oracle. We can show if I do the breaking news thing. Go ahead, okay. Let me find it first. <laughs> Here we go. According to Cage Side Seats <clears throat> and the room roundup, Wrestling Observer Newsletter states that Ronda Rousey is under contract with WWE, might be a brand new deal. But it's also possible that WWE simply froze her original three-year contract after she left with more than a year and a half remaining on it. Wow. PW Insider says Caitlin and WWE Hall of Fame star Ivory are in St. Louis, which is the site of tonight's Royal Rumble event. At least one source said Caitlin is expected to be a surprise entrant in the women's Royal Rumble match. Wrestling Observer Newsletter claims 
There has been talk of having more main roster stars appear on NXT 2.0 in order to help ratings. It's also noted that the company is very high on LA Knight, and he will be called up to the main roster in the spring, perhaps right after WrestleMania 38. According to F4W Online's Dave Meltzer, WWE has considered the idea of signing independent wrestlers to non-exclusive six-week contracts to work with some of the younger talent in NXT. Meltzer also mentioned that the Fox <laughs> Network likes the idea of having surprise cameos on SmackDown, like Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff recently. There's talk of bringing in more outside talent for surprise cameos and WWE programming to create buzz over who might show up next. My God, pal. I really don't know that Jeff Jarrett being on television is going to create any buzz, but, you know. I'll be I, honest. I enjoy it. This is an outrageous thing. Like, legitimately, him and Bish being on the show got that thing more on my timeline than it would have been if not. So, it's fair. So, <clears throat> people, everybody, tons of people come in for the Rumble just to be backstage and stuff, I know, and panels and stuff. But reading that, there are 23 entrants in the Women's Royal Rumble match now. Announced there's mm-hmm. seven spots left. So we have to think that five of them, let's just go ahead and throw the five rumors that they also have left, which is Melina, Oksana, okay. Cameron, Ivory, and Caitlin. <laughs> so we have two spots left. <laughs> we have two spots left. I'm going to tell you what the two spots are Rhonda and Asuka. I've, I, I don't think yeah. Paige is going to be it. That's it. You just nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Oscar's usage will be fascinating. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. there's a chance that in this current regime, she's just tossed as like nothing. And that will be interesting. You know? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. here's again, and this is what I'm talking about. She's going to come back to a huge pop. But do they have a WrestleMania plan for Asuka? I'm sure they don't. Like, she'll just, that's going to be really interesting. She's won a lot of titles. Seeing how they treat her, if they treat her as a big deal when she goes a long way, or they just toss her, that'll be something to say. Yeah. It'll tell you a lot um, about her future in the company, to be honest. So, here's the thing. 25 entrants for the men have been announced. Shane McMahon and Bad Bunny are two rumored surprises. <laughs> so that's 27, right? Yeah. What are the it's other three incredible. spots? What are the other three spots? LA Knight. Okay. Um, one of Jeff Jarrett or Kurt Angle, probably. Yeah, there's a lot of cup. And then, and then maybe Cardona. Or do you think he's 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 an example of what Robert said of somebody who just teases it and then not? I don't know if he's teased it, but feels like something he would do. Probably Brock or Roman. Well, yeah, duh, Brock. Thank you, Joe or Bob. Braun Strowman. My God, Jones Strowman. It wouldn't surprise me, but Jones like, Strowman. it's a lock. I'm telling you now, it's happening. What else has he got to do? Just go back, man. So one of my friends asked me the day, "What would you do if you was Braun? What would you tell Braun to do?" I said, "Just fuck, just go back." Be an incredible rib on me. There's no use for him outside of that place. This be like this be completely true. He must have realized by now. He got cut. Folks, it was six months ago. Seven months ago. <laughs> he said he'll go back. I think Braun will be in there. Here's a question. Now that the Ronda rumor has been probably potentially open secret spoiled, 
Do they just go, you know what, let's put Ronda out there at 22 and let Sasha come out at 30? I mean, they could. <laughs> it's playing with fire, but they could. Yeah, this, I mean, do you, do you, do you think it's just better to have Ronda come out at 30? Here's the, here's the key, okay? This is important. Ronda's going to be a baby face, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are going to pick... Oh, you're, you've nailed it. Charlotte's going to throw all of our favorites out and then Ronda will throw Charlotte and that'll be their way of ensuring that Ronda gets cheered. Mm-hmm. I think even they are above. I think even they are too smart to have Ronda win by throwing out Banks or Bianca. or any. So I think she'll be in as late as possible, to be totally honest. But they're not smart enough to know that, well, people will still pop for it. Like, But Brock just tossing Biggie with an F5 out of the ring is going to be horrific. Sorry, Bob. Bravo. Bravo. According to my dad, on our lo- local radio, Peter Rosenberg was a guest and said that Stroman would pop him most as a surprise. Direct scoop from Chris's dad. Hey, Chris, is your dad's <clears throat> name Brian? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That I just myself. <laughs> Ron Strongman is a lock, I'm telling you guys. And he probably will wear like the control your narrative shirt too. And they'll immediately sign him when he walks back through the curtain. Bob's gonna like scream and will even Marie be in the match? The I ladies match? So. No. I think they've I, I think Ronda's a surprise in the women's and Brock is a surprise in the men's. Dude, do you remember when they re-signed Eve Marie? <laughs> Yes, and it popped me. <laughs> That's one of the most, like, like, I don't want to be mean, but that is honestly one of the most interesting signings they've made in, like, year. Like, they cut all of those wrestlers, and like, this was a deal that went on for eight. They were waiting a long time to get her through the door. Like, it was yeah. like, she was signed a long time before she came in, and they were just waiting. Mm-hmm. And, like, their rollout was like, she's giving it with drop, and then they go in, and they got rid of that. Yeah, it's also funny though, because like SummerSlam happened, and it's like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do with her now. And then, you know. This is why these conversations are so truly pointless. And I mean that with love for the because I've enjoyed this conversation. But like, they actually did Eve Marie versus Alexa Bliss on SummerSlam. And like, that was the last match she ever did for them, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get a spot on SummerSlam and then you, you fall so far from grace that you just never wrestle for him again? Like, I think Braun's last match was a triple right. threat for the title or whatever. So, like, are they did they expect Eva to go out and have like a three and a quarter style with Alexa? And they were like, "Well, this was bad." <laughs> what did they think was going to happen? Imagine if you're Jeff Hardy sitting in your home in North Carolina and pop. you get a phone call. Big pop. Hey Jeff, it's Johnny Ace here. <laughs> you wanna come back? Put you in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so Josh brings it up, and I'll just let Bob do this again, because... Bob, go ahead. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, Theory. That is I'm, awful, man. I'm not, rooting. I'm not rooting for it. I know, but they, know. in all seriousness, like we have fun and everything, and I know that when Shoot's not here, we kind of you know spread our wings and do Fed Talk, but when you hear shit like that... <laughs> That's as bad as it gets, man. Shane should eliminate Braun. They can run back the cage match. Who is that for? Yeah. Shane. I, mean, I hate him so much, man. 
Fuck him. No, Shane's fine, but he's not fine. He's no, awful. No, they they used him too much. That was the thing. He was on TV too much. He's not he's bad though. Awful. He's not a wrestler, and he kicks the shit out of all of the wrestlers and does spots they can't do. Rules. He's awful. Don't please don't don't let don't enable Bob. He's awful. He's the <laughs> him as the top heel of that company is the worst thing they've ever done. I agree with that. Including yeah, covering up TV murder. Too much. Okay. He um he was on TV too much, but like he's not bad. Brother, if a wrestler is that bad because they're on TV too much, they are not good. I promise you. There's a limit to it. Okay, you can overexpose them, but if they get to the point where they make me stop watching all of the shows, they're not good. I don't care how well they're used or whatever. He works. He just like he shoots out there, and everyone that enables him is a piece of shit. And I think less of them. Including Kurt Angle, who did mat wrestling with him. <laughs> Olympic gold medalists changing holds with him like they were in. It rules. It ruled. It's awful. It's it so was bad. hilarious. It was ironically great. There you go, ironically. But the idea that they actually sit there with this roster and say, yeah, how do we figure this out? Let's, let's, let's do it. Sh- no, I'm not, I'm not buying. I'm not buying. It's fine. I'm not buying. I refuse. I'm not, I'm not taking that bait. But. Imagine having that roster and be like, yeah, this turn around to a 50-year-old Shane match. Fuck out of here, man. Awful, awful company. <sighs> Bob, <clears throat> tell us your plans for tomorrow. Run, give us the rundown of Royal Rumble Sunday or Saturday for Bob O'Neill in St. Louis. Um, I'm going to try and sleep till you know, 10, 30, or 11. Um, Good luck. Yeah, I don't usually do that anymore, but we'll see if I can do it. Uh, I'm going to just hang out for a little bit here. I think it's going to be like 45 and sunny tomorrow, so I'll probably go uh, down to the venue about 3 or 3.30, <laughs> maybe get some food, and then uh, go into the building and watch the show. I don't really have a bunch of big grand plans, but uh, it's going to be exciting. That forecast in the middle rolled so much, didn't it? At 45 and sunny. <laughs> A light breeze. (laughs) May wear a cap to keep my hair intact, you know. It was good stuff. From what I understand, the last last Rumble event you were present for, was there not a cowboy hat involved? Yeah, that uh, that was before the Rumbles, a couple days before when I was in Dallas, but uh, that is where I purchased my large foam hat. I will probably not be purchasing a large foam hat tomorrow. I don't know that I'll be anywhere where they sell one. So that's good for the future of society. My, my favorite thing about the Rumble is that this guy is going to text me all caps, pretending he likes it after about 20 minutes, and then just lose his mind when he when he concludes it's bad, which is a classic Jack Crosby tradition. Oh, yeah. The man who famously at the end of the GCW show texted in the group chat, that was a good show, right? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> it was a show, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, bless him. Um, did, you, did you read Meltzer's review of the Jeff Jarrett match? Yes. Incredible. It's very spiteful. Very spiteful. It's terrible. Yeah, there's a line there where he goes, he looked great, but he didn't do much. What do you, like you said, with all due respect, Dave, I, I get it, but like, I think you have to. You have to like kind of be relative for these things, right? Like, do you think Jeff was gonna like a Canadian destroyer? Like he's 
hasn't wrestled in years. Genuinely, like my third favorite match on that show. Yes, he was a top five worker on that show. That rules. Yes, that says more <laughs> about the show than him, but that still is what he is. Yeah. How do you, in all seriousness, like, you know the ECW comparison? Is the biggest difference actually the booking? Because the one thing I'll say is, I mean, like, look, I'm not trying to cause any controversy here. But you know when people post, like, clips of, like, AJ Gray falling down and they'll go, this is an ECW. This is bullshit. It's like, Oracle, you know better than me. Like, there was some... There were some interesting wrestlers on those ECW shows, you know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is the actual difference that, like, Brett is not poorly dangerously? <laughs> that's, the, that's the absolute difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, someone was posting some some stuff, like it was Eddie or someone was wrestling. I can't remember. It was Ray. And they were like, you know, GCW could never. And it's like, well, GCW has Gresham work the shows. It has, like, they have some guys that do that style. They're not as good at it or as groundbreaking. Gresham's pretty damn great. But it's more that the booking is, you know, it's just it's different. Though. There was some bad wrestlers on those ECW. Many, many, many bad wrestlers on those cards. Um, Yeah, the, the Cardona Janela thing in one star was... I didn't read his review of that, but do you guys get the sense that's Dave, like, to me, that's Dave making a stand against that style and being like, it's done, it's over. It's out of touch, outdated. Rather than him thinking it was actually terrible. That's what I got the sense, just talking to people. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the case, but I also think people doing, you know, Canadian Destroyers and 17 Kickouts in a match right. is also a lot of style. But yeah. that's not even me defending that match. But no, I, I, I know that you. I know what Dave's like, so I'm teasing him. But it feels like um, in Dave's mind, what you just described is like the evolution of, and and he sees that as like that's what they used to do. It doesn't work anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But and I actually have only seen like one AJ Gray match singles. I was just simply saying him because when he fell off the ladder, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. God bless him. He seemed to think it was funny too. I hope he's okay. That visual was. Good lord, brother. That, was, that will live with me forever. Elias. Where's Elias? Dead. What? They had a whole series of things for him where he died and he had a grave and uh, we haven't seen him since then. Is he okay? No, he's dead. <laughs> no. Does he still have a guitar? Yeah, I, I think, think so. He burned his, I, think, I thought he burned his guitar. No, oh, yeah, I think so. Before he died. What if he, what if him and Alexa Bliss just become like a, a, like a singing duo? And like, oh my uh, god, they do like they do like. Uh, what was the movie with with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's stars actually born. not bad. Yeah, stars born with. Yeah, like the the end of the therapy. Is is Alexa concluding that rest? She doesn't even want to be a wrestler, and she's going to go and make music. And she goes and finds Elias. And she doesn't realize he was ever a wrestler. That's great. Yeah, she definitely did better than the Fiend stuff, right? <laughs> then what if they bring Bray back and he could be like the drummer? <laughs> remember Bray Wyatt? I do. Do you remember when Bray Wyatt was the? He was the top guy in the WWF for like a week and they they had him fight Seth Rollins in the dark. 
Yes. Do you remember when Bray Wyatt was red hot and he brought out a cartoon hammer? I really try to only remember the two Brian matches because they were pretty good. Do you remember when Bray Wyatt kidnapped Alexa Bliss and was the babyface? I do. Do you remember when Alexa Bliss beat Randy Orton clean in the middle? I do. Do you remember when she shot a fireball at Randy Orton and he came back with burn marks and then was gone the next week? You know, I really tried to not remember all this Thunderdome remember stuff. Remember when she like... shot the fireball and he had a mask on to cover up his burn marks and then they were already gone after a week? Yes. Could you could you imagine how bad it would be if Dan Housen was in WWE? They'd actually have him shoot lightning out of his fingers. <laughs> Let's not talk about him. <laughs> hey, guys, do you remember when, when Nikki Cross was a dick to her tag partner and sent her spiraling into a fiendless darkness and people told me multiple times that there was going to be a payoff to the angle and instead she just became a superhero that is now a heel, ironically, and will soon be released from the World Wrestling Federation. I do. Yeah. Remember the Swamp Fight? Good question, Chris. No, I haven't watched it. Wait, what? I was that's, um, that, I didn't have internet because I just moved uh, like right before that show. I didn't have that internet. That was the yet. horror show, Extreme Rules. Yeah, so I watched like some of it on my phone, but it kept going in and out. And then I, after the Seth and Ray match, I'm just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I popped huge. That was an yeah. all-time WWF show. Yeah, that in terms of just total absurdity. The way they sent it to it for like the main event was so great. Yeah, I know it wasn't good, but it popped me. And there's if you go back and watch the distraction at that time. There's like two, three episodes where I'm like dunking on people that said Alexa was going to still be in the angle. I was like, it was a figment of his imagination, you dorks. Good God, did that, did that own me? <laughs> in the end, that aged badly. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. This is factual. How much did it pop you that Randy and Bray have like the, arguably the two worst WrestleMania matches ever? Yeah, it's not ideal. I mean, probably not, but like they're in the bottom 10, right? Yeah. I'm thinking about, man, that show was insane because it, it had that great Oscar, Charlotte, or that, uh, that great yeah, but Oscar that had, um, that had like the Russo WCW finish, remember? Yes. Yeah. But it was a great match and they had that terrible finish. And it had Wait. the Seth Ray eye match. Wait, when did Zelina Vega get hypnotized by the. By the thing des. Was Selena Vega even in New York at that point? Selena left in October of 2020 and then came back in like April of 2021. Bob? That sounds familiar. Did Chris, like she just, was, did Chris imagine something? She was hypnotizing people for a while. Like, remember she chased Shayna? Throughout the bank. Money in the bank. Yes. No, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. She was in that. Zelina was in that. I forget she was in that. Do you agree with what Meech just said, Oracle? Brock Goldberg is the worst match on Mania. Obviously one, not two. Mm, that match is a spectacle, but the match is terrible. I yeah. like like of all time? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> No, but what's the worst mania match of all time? Buddy, you weren't there for Taker Shane live. No, surely not the worst ever. 
I mean, I'm cool with going with it because I hate shame, but that seems too far. I don't think it was the worst ever. It was long, um, very, very long. It's a good question. It might Rick, be Brock Goldberg. Rick Rude and, and Jake in the tournament. Awful match. Awful, awful match. The longest 15-minute match in recorded history. <laughs> a match so long that you feel the need to bring a time on yourself and be like, wait, seriously? Still five minutes left? What else? I'm going to Google it. I mean, Hogan and Warrior got 25 minutes. That match, that match is, good. is good. It's good. It's yeah. fine. It's a little too long, but like... That match is awesome. Don't be a hater, Bob. Yeah, Just because one of them is a homophobe and the other is a racist doesn't mean you have to discredit their wrestling performance. <laughs> it's it's one of those sports entertainment masterpieces. I, I think it's quite good. It's Although the best, the best sports entertainment match of all time is Randy Savage Ultimate Warrior, as many said. Yes, it was. Which felt like a statement from Randy in hindsight, especially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, so here's the here's Bleacher Reports list. King Kong Bundy versus S.D. Jones has got the winner. Oh, come on. It's like five seconds. That's so dumb, man. Jake Roberts and George Wells. Oh, this sucks. Okay, Undertaker Giant Gonzalez is probably in the call. Pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. Yeah. Tori and Candace in a Playboy pillow fight. It's not even a match. Akabono and the Big Show. That sucked. Yeah, that's not good. Bob and Bob. None of these are wrestling matches, man. Taker and Boss Man, is the match itself that bad? I just I remember the angle, but isn't it just like a nothing rather than terrible? I genuinely don't know. I'm not I I could be swayed on this. Taker Boss Man, Hell in the Cell. That's really bad. I mean it is? That, it's really bad. Why is so is is poor Ray just shot by that point as he finished? Which one? Big boss man. Is he? Is he not just? Oh yeah. 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 Well, it's not just that. Um, The guy got hung from a cell. (laughs) Classy. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. I mean, that right there tells you. (laughs) It's sometimes I think we watch so interesting that I forget just how awful some of it. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff is. I think this may be the match that I hate the most. God, I hate that match. Some people actually I, absolutely love it. Ironically, I hate, usually, but I fucking hate that match. I hate what it represents, too, you know? Right. Like, it's such a just petty bullshit piece of business. Awful. Yeah. I mean, in the moment, I thought it was fun, but, like, yeah, if you take two seconds to think about it, it's yeah. not great. You're a bootlicker. May still be a bootlicker after tomorrow night. Remember when the NWO came out and saved Sting? And oh, yeah, that sucked. That made that was just a total. Should to me, been, it was a clear, just like haha, WCW shit all over. I don't know. It was very. It should, have, it should have been Dustin and like Barry Windham. <laughs> that would pop me. Yeah. Let's be honest, Joe and I would have totally switched our opinions on that match. That happened. Well, Sting won. This but. is another one where the idea where it represents is worse than the match itself. You know. God, I forgot about that disaster. On that uplifting note, <laughs> we bring the show to a close. Oracle, did you have like news? Oh no, my news was interviewing Bob. About oh, good, yeah. 
Mm. I was going to say I've left it too late. Um, Bobby, a wonderful night at the Royal Rumble. I think it's going to be a really fun show. Um, let it play out. Remember that. We will be back on Sunday to review the Royal Rumble for free. And then Monday, we'll see what happens. I don't know if there'll be a Fed dead, Bobby, because obviously we may cover a lot of it at the Rumble, right? So yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, any final words, guys? No, I don't think so. All hell. Follow the boys on the Twitter. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday. God bless. <laughs>